0: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Friday's edition of The Sea Report. That would be, yes, Friday, June 25th, and we are coming to you live on the Foxhole app and also on Twitch and Turbo. I hope everyone is having a great afternoon. I know I am. Uh, It's been a pretty uh, busy week, but a good week nonetheless. We can always be thankful for busyness, because busyness is what keeps the world moving, or something like that but anyways ladies and gentlemen good to be back i'm your host mr c and i'll be giving you some pretty good headlines today now let's just get a little bit caught up here ladies and gentlemen because it has been pretty crazy now uh i was off the air what the previous two nights uh we weren't here live on the c report of course uh if you tune into the show on the reg or you're in my discord you probably know what was going on so uh I had some stuff coming up in my family the last couple of days. My sister was having surgery, so I've just been tending to them. So thank you all again for your prayers, your warm wishes, your positive energy, all that good stuff. And it is good to be back on the air with you guys on this Friday evening. Now, let me tell you what, this is why it's uh this is why you don't take a day off, let alone two. Now, in the last two days that I've been off, so many things have been happening around. The current events and news cycle uh, and we'll be touching on a little bit of all of that tonight as we move along into the C report um, everything from what uh, we had uh, uh John McAfee uh, apparently committing suicide We'll 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 examine that a little bit I mean of course that one is what about two days old now. So uh, I'm sure a lot of people have gotten their assessment on what they think is going on, but we'll take a look at it either ways here. So this way you can see what's going on in the view of we here at the Sea Report through our own personal assessment and then as well, Um, We had Rudy Giuliani, whose uh, law um, license has basically been suspended. So uh, he cannot uh, lawyer anymore, uh, according to New York, of course. But uh, we'll kind of take a look into that and what is going on with that. And then other than that, we have a lot of Trump news because uh, Trump has just been pretty much on the onslaught, uh, in regards to his, uh, statements and other things that are going on with him. So of course, we'll also take a look at that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, but in the meantime, before we get ourselves underway, we will, as always do what they say here at the C report, our chat recap. So the last time we were in on at the C report was, I believe, Tuesday evening, I think, was the last time we were on. So uh, I think what we'll probably be doing uh, today, we'll be doing a C-Report. We will probably run a C-Report tomorrow as well. Um, And that's just to be sure that, uh, you know, kind of make up for some time there. And uh, if you were with me last night, some of you guys were hanging out out there. Uh, we did a, a late night program on the Foxhole app. Uh, it was just kind of like a chat. So if you if you're interested in knowing what's going on, because I like to uh, I like to separate those things out from the C report, so we don't get into too much personal banter about my because the C report's not about Mister C after all. The C report is about headlines, current events, news, and my analysis of that news uh, rather than what's going on in my personal life. But uh, I, was, I was up uh, doing a live stream chat probably about, I don't know, t- midnight or so last night. So you can check that out at uh, the Foxhole app if you want to see what's going on there. Um, check out that replay. That's what they're there for, right? And then, uh, you know, we can move along dandy. But needless to say, uh, my sister is in recovery And, uh, you know, um, it'll be it'll be a bit of a road, but we're going to get there. We've made it this far. And so I'm not going to say that, uh, you know, things are not possible because definitely things are possible in the out and out uh, whenever or whatever you might think the case might be. Looks like we have looking up and Tombstone in the house. How's it going, Tombstone? <laughs> yes, uh, Tombstone's making a comment regarding Camel toe. I kind of liked how Mexico greeted Camel toe, uh with uh, that great catchphrase. Uh, I think it was myself and uh, Liz Garcia. Liz Garcia, where are you? Um, we call her Kemala. <laughs> Kemala. And of course, if uh, if you are uh inclined into speaking spanish or aware of that language camala is another way of saying how bad how bad camala que mala, que mala. anyway so that was fun stuff there but anyways we'll see uh yes looking up thank you much uh my sister's surgery did go okay she is in recovery now um and uh on her way to getting her sight back. We'll, we'll put that like that. She was having eye surgery uh, operations on her, one of her eyes there. So uh, we're just uh, looking for that quick recovery. Yes. And uh, thank you, Tombstone, as well. And we hope you guys are doing well as well. Thank you for coming out in the chat first. I'm sure everyone will start springing up uh, because I was off the last two days. So, um, as I was saying, we'll probably do a C-Report tomorrow. And then also, if uh, President Trump's rally, if I can find a live stream of it, we will also air that here tomorrow as well. Um, And then we'll see what else we can do. There's been a lot of things I've been wanting to do extra uh, in regards to the C-Report and what's going on on my station. So uh, we'll see what we can do. We'll see what we can do. Uh, but let's get into the chat recap, guys. What do you say? Let's get into Kamala, Kem-a- uh, okay? <laughs> I like that. That's a, I have not heard that one, looking up Kamala. Because <laughs> I would call her Kamala, you know, like uh, President Trump does just to be stupid. I mean, not that he's stupid, but, you know, it pisses them off. Because then they're like, oh, you're, uh, you're, you're I don't know, a, a white person or something like that. If you just say Kamala, you're a sexist, racist, egotistical, xenophobic, uh, um, chauvinistic pig. Yeah, basically. Anyways, so let's pull up last week's chat. Where are you at last week's chat? You are here somewhere. Let me see here. Oh, yeah, I don't know how it got saved under this name, but okay, cool. All right, let's do it, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, this isn't last week's chat. I apologize. This is Tuesday's chat. So uh, Tombstone, I see you in here every now and again, uh, but we do a chat recap for the show Um, uh, from the previous show. It's kind of a previously on Mr. C and then also uh, just to get to engage you guys on what uh, was being said. Uh, we had Monkey Toe 71 in the house, Tanette Booth, Sherry Pittsburgh, looking up, hey, looking up, Babs the Ice Queen, Bruce Banner, getting getting gifted p- uh, cookies by Pilled by the Rabbit. Uh, Pilled by the Rabbit also says, if only you could screen chat. Now I'm wondering Pilled by the Rabbit because uh, I don't remember at what point in the conversation we were having there. But if you're speaking about me specifically, Pilled by the Rabbit, um, I will do a screen chat, but I do have a condition you would have to show your face. (laughs) Oh, There's very few people that I will screenshot with that I have not seen in the face or at least some uh, humanistic, realistic version of themselves. Uh, By that, I mean, I've actually chatted with uh, like Canadian Patriot, for example. And uh, even though he didn't show his face, I didn't either. But you can see me on the screen when I'm talking, right? Well, I mean, at least we could see him as a human with a mask on, so... You know, you you can kind of get an idea uh, that the person is real or they are who they say they are. But anyways, then Pilled by the Rabbit says there's cookie monsters in foxhole. That indeed there are. We have plenty. I'm a cookie monster. I don't have cookie monster vocal cords, obviously, uh, but that's a story for another time. Babs the Ice Cream says I just baked oatmeal with white chocolate and cranberries and blueberries. I hate raisins. Ooh, okay, so. Babs reminded me there of um, another one of my favorite cookies Uh, and that is a white chocolate cookie with uh, cranberries and blueberries incidentally and also macadamia nut Um, and uh, I don't think it has an oatmeal base though it's more like your standard uh, chocolate chip or just cookie cookie it's not like an oatmeal cookie Uh, we talk about cookies a lot here apparently at the Mr. C show (laughs) Uh the Sea Report, we talk a lot about cookies. What can I say? Uh, sometimes people toss their cookies here. So you better beware if you're new to the chat. You might see that. Uh, Pill by the Rabbit says, oh, pull." Well, she gifted a cookie and then said, White macadamia nut. I have a family From Hawaii visiting. Awesome. They're all macadamia nuts, huh? Disco ball chaser was in the house. Another cookie from Pilled by the Rabbit. Uh, I mean, yeah, it says uh, double chocolate chunk proxy for due diligence. So thank you. That was a cookie by way of due diligence. Now, I've never heard it, but I done heard tell that due diligence does a great sound effect whenever he's eating his cookies. Uh, So apparently due diligence is uh, quite the fan of cookies as well which is always a fun thing. Another cookie by Pilled by the Rabbit. Thank you for your gift so much, Pilled. She says, that recap will someday, uh, will that recap will somebody try, try to start a food fight. <laughs> oh, she gifted a cookie so that someone would try to start a, a food fight. I think Pilled by the Rabbit was trying to start a food fight on Tuesday because she kept tossing her cookies. <laughs> So that's, oh, well, very noble of you, Uphilled uh, by the Rabbit, but we'll have to go for something a little bit more organic. Joy for Trump was in the house. Trick Pony was in the house. Just V was in the house. Napkinator 79 in the house, gifting shades. It's all going down, WW, right? Yes, it is. World War? Oh, well, I don't know about World War if that's what WW was, your, what you were referring to. I mean, we are kind of in a war of sorts uh, if you think about it. Some would call it an information war, um, but I myself think this is a civilized revolution. You know how they always used to say the revolution would be televised. Um, And so uh, most definitely, I would say it has been televised, even though There's probably like 60% of it that we can't actually see on the TV screen. Uh, Probably 20 or 30% of that is being presented to the world via the internet through content creators and social media. And then you probably have a good, I don't know, 30 to 40% that nobody sees that's going on behind the scenes completely. Um, So that could possibly quite very well be the case. Uh, that we are involved in that. I mean, after all, we are in the era of unconventional warfare as we've seen, uh, you know, no troops have crossed borders, no bombs have been dropped per se, Uh, no blood has been shed um, um, outrightly and obviously, you know, to where you can call it war. Uh, But when you think about what China has done, uh, when you think about um, the operations that have been run on the people and the Americans, uh, in regards to information and things like that. Well, very well, you could say a war has been as being waged. I would say so. It's very, but this is a civilized war, people. It's, it's going to be the first war, unlike any other wars, uh, kind of like World War I was the first kind of war for its time, the first modern war. Uh, we're the first postmodern wars, probably what's going on right now. Uh, but a, a civilized revolution, nonetheless, and I think that the way that it's going right now, we could maintain that before it has to become kinetic, uh, because I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that there's no point at which it might become kinetic. Um, I'm surprised that we've made as many strides as we have after all, when president Trump was in the white house, we did have a beachhead against the deep state, the globalists and all of those yahoos, um, without, uh, declaring war officially. So very interesting. And, uh, I don't know. We'll see that. I mean, this is going to be some interesting com- conversation in university and classrooms in the future. I'm very sure. Uh, let's see. Ironwood, um, who is, I think the first time in our chat, maybe first time at the show last Tuesday, welcome to the Sea report. Ironwood said blueprint, Texas energy looks corrupt AF. And that is a most definite, most definite uh, um, affirmative in that regards. Now, I look to be getting into more into ERCOT and some Texas energy moving forward. Um, I could tell you for a fact, uh, the mayor of San Antonio, Ron Nuremberg, sits on the board of CPU, um, which is an energy company for San Antonio. Now, how can that not be corrupt? For him to be, it's kind of like Biden and and Burisma, you know what I mean? Like, uh, obviously, they may not be making the same wheelings and dealings that was going on between Hunter and uh, Pito Joe and the Ukrainian government, uh, or I should say the former uh, minister of energy over there in Ukraine. Um, But uh, to have a mayor, a sitting mayor on the board of an energy company in the same city that he basically runs... um, Even though we know it's not Nuremberg who's calling the shots, we know it's Judge Wolf. uh, You really have to question exactly uh, how that is ethical in any way. So hopefully we can dig some more into that and see what comes up. Uh, Second Gen Oki was in the house. Again, we have peeled by the Rabbit saying, from the preview rabbit holes at Mr. C today, uh, cookie talk. I projected it not to cost you any raisin cookies, or I think she said not to toss you any raisin cookies, and I don't think I did or did I. (laughs) Pill by the rabbit, that one's got me a little bit confused, so you'll have to explain that to me when you have a chance. Okay, let's see what else we got here. You saw it here was in the house. What is my computer doing? Uh, You saw it was here in the house. Gina Knight's in the house. D-Patriot 1776. Looking up, in conversation with Just V, says I just finished some ice cream, but I had too much, so now I'm on probation for a couple of days. LOL. Oh yes, ice cream. To, I think it was you who said, um, uh, yeah, you said you were on an ice cream probation. What's your favorite ice cream? Looking up, I'm curious. Um, now I enjoy my ice cream very much. I don't eat it all the time. Uh, my body becomes very musical whenever I eat ice cream. So I try to refrain. Babs the Ice Queen says, okay, I just ate 12 cookies. If they were those white chocolate, oatmeal, cranberry, blueberry cookies, I don't blame you, Babs. Those are good. Those are delicious. I think in Texas, I've i seen, I've seen um, a bakery make those and they were called like the red, white, and blue cookies cookies it was white chocolate of course blueberry and cranberry oh so good so good uh you guys can tell i really do enjoy cookies um uh, so then (laughs) babs don't toss your cookies Belushi gifted a can. Belushi hanging out in the house. Cheers. Ironwood, yes. Indeed said, I'm new, but loving it. So welcome aboard, Ironwood. Joy for Trump. I get that. But why, if he believed in therapeutics, did he say he got the vaccine? True that. True that. But I do remember that being the case. Um, Whether or not it was he who actually said it. I remember there were articles. The staff was talking about it. It might have been an optics thing. There, we're talking about. Uh, I made a statement that Trump had said that he and Melania received the vaccine. Um, and that was like basically on the eve of them pushing it. Uh, so, um, uh, if memory serves, unless we're in a different timeline, that did occur. And that was happening. Ooh, excuse me, dinner. Uh, Belushi digging the suit thank you brother I appreciate it I try and uh, dress well this is my Sunday best since I don't go to church you know what I mean okay I dress good for you guys Uh, Vinny 1765 in the house monkey toes he took out Soleimani papal terrorists went poof yes that was uh, that was a pretty big feat there now I know when that occurred I didn't realize how big a deal that was that he took out Soleimani, but I think the more interesting uh, things that occurred around that—that uh, that stuff was pretty interesting to me. You know how basically they had uh, taken out um, the—they uh, had taken out the communications that uh, some of the uh, deep staters, the globalists were receiving. Now in this regards, you know how like chuck schumer and hoods pelosi were saying things like i didn't receive any communication about this i didn't even know it was going down because obviously if they had known it was going down they would have leaked it to their you know proxy armies over there in the middle east and soleimani would have been able to get away um but trump as we saw in uh that one um what was it now? It was that one uh, episode show program, whatever you want to call it, a uh, report. It was in that one report from Millie Weaver that we saw that they had used the National Reconnaissance Office and it's deep, uh, uh, not deep state, obviously, it's a uh, it's a uh, uh, it's a deep, uh, high atmosphere. I guess you could say. Well, it's it's higher than atmosphere. It's it's not deep space, but it's deeper than the satellites that currently orbit the Earth. But they have satellites that are behind that. That's the NRO for you guys. And uh, you know, uh, they were able to uh, to do to maneuver around the globalists' communications, etc., uh, and utilize uh, its newest branch of military the um, um, Space Force in order to achieve the goals of taking out Soleimani and not allowing the bad actors of Congress to be privy to that information and then able to leak that information in order to protect their assets over in the Middle East. So very big, very big accomplishment there. Very good. Uh, Looking up, coming in with some information about the United States seizing a new station in Iran. Uh, Now, I'd heard something about that, uh, uh, but let me see here. I actually had that. Let's go ahead and pull that up real quick. We're going to bust into some news right here (laughs) while we're doing our uh, recap for today. Uh, Let's check that out, guys, because that's some pretty interesting. It says, U.S. takes down Iran-linked news sites, alleges disinformation. Okay, so let's see what's up here. Uh, I meant to go into this a little bit earlier before I got on air, but uh, why not just why not just pop it up right over here, right? Okay, let's see. Go away. That needs to go away. Okay, cool. All right. Oh wait, there it is. Okay, so this came from the Associated Press on the twenty-second. So this is still pretty hot off the press. Uh, Thanks for linking the article in there. Looking up. Uh, Let's see. It says here from Dubai. Uh, American authorities seized a range of Iran's state-linked news website domains they accused of spreading disinformation. The United States Justice Department said Tuesday a move that appeared to be be a far-reaching crackdown on Iranian media amid heightened tensions between the two countries. The Justice Department said 33 of the seized websites were used by the Iranian Islamic Radio and Television Union, which was singled out by the United States government last October for what officials described as efforts to spread disinformation and sow discord among American voters ahead of the 2020 elections. Now, that's pretty interesting there. Now, I don't know. Uh, I, I would pause right here and say uh, it's very possible that the Iranian government was doing that. Uh, one question, and maybe maybe as I read this article, it will answer those questions. But if it is indeed the Justice Department that made this move, that's going to be the just that's going to be Biden's Justice Justice Department. OK. Um, i I don't see that any uh, holdovers leftovers leaveovers from the trump administration would still be involved at this to a point point. Um, and then I would also say um, they're they're assuming or assessing that the this Iranian Islamic radio and television union uh, would be able to spread dif- disinformation among American voters um, that's that doesn't sound correct to me because uh it was in fact uh via iia uh the justice department and also the other agencies a uh, three-lettered or not that were actually the ones who were spreading the misinformation here in america during the 2020 election so that's interesting um, I don't know. Something else smells like it's a foot right here. Uh, the United States says three other uh, three other seized websites were operated by the Iraqi Shiite paramilitary group Kataib Hezbollah, which more than a decade ago was designated a foreign terrorist organization. The group is separate from the Lebanese militant Hezbollah group, whose new websites remained operational. Now, if I'm not mistaken, the Lebanese Hezbollah group is a proxy army for the globalists against Syria and Israel, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, The website domains are owned by United States companies. The domains are owned by the United States companies, okay. But despite the sanctions, neither the IRTVU Nor KH, obtained the required licenses from the United States government before using domain names according to the Justice Department. Uh, The Justice Department announcement came hours after the Iranian state-run news agency IRNA revealed the United States government seizures without providing further information. The takedowns come as world powers scramble to resurrect Tehran's tattered 2015 nuclear deal And just days after the election uh, victory of Iran's hardline judiciary chief, Abram Raisi. Uh, On Monday, Raisi, known for his hostilities to the West, staked out a hardline position in his first news conference. He ruled out the possibility of meeting President Joe Biden or negotiating over Tehran's ballistic missile program and support for regional militias concerns the Biden administration wanted to address the future. OK, so they're already telling you what's going on here, like if you know what's up. OK, so if you think about the Iranian nuclear deal and what was going on there with President Barack Obama and him wiring billions of dollars. No, no, no I take it back. He didn't wire it. He sent it on pallets of cash, but he did wire some of that, right? He wired some of it saying that they sent the billions of pallets of cash because they had no ability to wire the money. And then he ends up wiring it anyways, right? So billions of dollars goes to Iran. And then when Biden comes into office, optically speaking, he has a... um, he has a, uh, um, uh, an executive order that basically removes the, um, tariffs or he it removes the freeze on assets that billions of dollars of money was frozen. Assets were frozen, uh, that were to be sent to Iran. He unfreezes it. So now, okay. So this is why to me, this is kind of why this is happening. They seize this, uh, uh you know, uh, media company or whatever it is, right? Because. They don't have control anymore over there because apparently there's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> this uh, Abrahim Raisi, uh, and this guy, uh, this guy, uh, Iran's hardline chief chief. Um, they're trying to resurrect. They're trying to. So they're trying to resurrect the nuclear deal. Now, do you? If you guys remember the, some of the details of the nuclear deal, basically, Iran would have. The ability to grow their nuclear capacity without anyone being able to really police that. Now, there was some language in the deal that said that basically uh, they would uh, they would be policed, but it was only on their old and confirmed nuclear growing webs uh, uh, not websites nuclear glowing growing sites. Nothing new, and also. It would be someone from the Iranian government that would do it, not some other international figure or anything like that. So basically, they were being given free reign. They're being able to uh, the crazies were being able to assess the crazies in the crazy house, basically is what would be going on here. So that would be growing uh, this terrorist nation or those who back terrorists um, and, and. And who's to say, because, you know, the way the United States has played with a lot of Middle Eastern or any countries, in fact, especially those who uh, host terrorists and promote that kind of thing, uh, that they will be their friend uh, to a point that they can use them. And then, you know, years down the line, they'll turn on them and make them enemy number one. So that to me, I mean, they want they want they really want to break up uh, anything else that's going on in the Middle East, because we know that they've been after Syria the longest in the Middle East. They need Syria. They got Iraq. They get Syria. They can get Iran. They haven't gotten Iran. So in my opinion, they're still using Iran as that proxy army to help just cause chaos in the Middle East. And that's what I see. Obama's uh, pallet, you know, give of money as being a big, um, you know, conduit for them to support that mission, especially because if they're sending pallets of cash to, you know, a terrorist backed country. Uh, There's no telling where that cash is going to go, who it's going to fund, what it's going to do. We don't know because you can't trace cash. Obviously, we don't know how many we don't know how much of that money is going to come back into the United States and line the pockets of the people who are being supported by uh, Iranian um, um, lobbyists and stuff like that. Now, there were a lot of them. We did. We did a show. We did a show on that. We reported on that probably like almost two months ago uh, where we were talking about all of the Democrat and Republican uh, con- con- congressional um, um, representatives who were actually part of that Iranian lobby. They were receiving a bunch of money from Iran. That's very interesting to me because they want to get this going again. So perhaps this, uh, this uh, you know, uh, news station or whatever it was, this uh, radio and television union, Perhaps they were standing against them. Uh, You always have to look at things backwards with these, these kinds of things because that's where you really find out what's going on. Like when they say the Americans are backing the rebels in XYZ country, quite often the rebels are like, the Taliban, uh, but they're saying that they're the rebels uh, fighting for democracy, but it's actually America using democracy as a cover. Oh, and saying they are the rebels, even though that's America's proxy army to invade them uh, because they're funding them. They're sending them weapons and stuff like that. Usually that's what's going on here. That's usually what we're seeing whenever we're talking about the Middle East and uh, America's involvement with these rebel forces. They're usually not rebel forces. They're usually terrorists and they're trying to overthrow um, a a government that the Americas or the globalists or the Western backed uh, uh, deep staters don't want to have in power or they can't get them. So they're using all of this sham proxy war in order to take over that country. And we just so happen to still be using Iran to that point. Like we're still using them. We want them to grow their nuclear capability so we can help them develop their bombs and their nuclear warheads so they can drop a bomb anywhere they want. And then after that happens, we'll turn on Iran and then we'll go in there and then we'll take over Iran, you know, and then uh, the globalists will have full control of the Middle East. They don't have Syria. They, uh, They wheel and deal with Iran. Uh, But those are probably maybe two of the last countries that the globalists, like the real, you know, the real, the people that we've been fighting up against here in America, like the behind the scenes people, behind the curtain people, those are the ones that uh, they don't have full control over. And that's why they go after them. That's why they go after Syria. Uh, That's why that's why uh, a country like Russia is painted as our number one enemy because Russia kicked out the globalists some years ago and they are bitter and they are pissed and they want Russia back, but they're going to use America, the United States of America, in order to try and get them by making us enemies. Uh, so yeah, anyways, that's just my assessment. Let's let's finish up this article. I'm glad you dropped this in there looking, looking up. This is very interesting. Uh, relations between Iran and the United States have deteriorated for years following President Donald Trump's withdrawal from Tehran's nuclear deal and the return of devastating sanctions on the country. Yup, yup, yup. That says it right there. That decision has seen Iran over time gradually abandon every limit on uranium enrichment. The country is now enriching uranium to 60%, its highest level ever, though still short of weapons grade levels. Iran provides support to militant groups in the region, such as Lebanon's militant Hezbollah and Yemen's Houthi rebels, as it seeks to wield its influence far, Far afield and counter its foes. On Tuesday, visiting the addresses of a handful of sites, including Iran State Television's English language Arm Press TV, Yemeni Houthi run Al Mazuri satellites news channel, and Iranian State TV's Arabic language channel Al Alam, produced a federal takedown notice. It said the websites were seized as part of a law enforcement action by the United States Bureau of Industry and Security Office of Export Enforcement and the Federal Bureau of Investigation. What the hell do we have business doing over there, especially the FBI? The FBI was originally created as what across an interstate like kind of commerce type of uh, policing. And now they're over there in frickin Iran, uh, seizing assets and taking over, uh, you know, um, uh, media uh, companies. That That's not their job. That's not their job. They have no reason to be over there. The United States government also took over the domain name of the news website Palestine Today, which reflects the viewpoints of Gaza-based Islamic militant groups Hamas and Islamic Jihad, redirecting the site to some takedown notice. Press TV launched in June 2007 um, is the state-run Islamic Republic of Iran broadcasting English language service. Its Iran-based website, presstv.ir, was not affected. Most of the domains seized appear to be .net, .com, and .tv domains. The first two are generic top-level domains, as opposed to country-specific domains. While .tv is owned by the Pacific Island nation of Tuvalu, or Tuvalu, Tuvalu, uh, but administered by the United States company Verisign. Seizing a domain on a major country-specific uh, country-specific specific top-level domains such as irans.ir would be apt to produce widespread international condemnation as a violation of sovereignty. It's uh, not the first time that the United States has seized domain names of sites it accuses of spreading disinformation. Now, guys, there's a very uh, so I wanted to do a report on Syria. I still have all the information. I just haven't put it together. Now, there's a, a very, a very interesting publication out of Syria. I think it's like a uh, Syrian news or something like that. And man, um, it gives you a lot of information, a lot of inside baseball from their perspective on what's going on here in the United States. And they call in that publication, they call the Biden administration, the Biden junta. You know what a junta is, right? That's a a military controlled uh, um, uh, uh, coup. Like so they call in that publication, they call the Biden administration a coup. And they say that it is a coup against the United States. They call it an illegitimate administration in that publication. So you get a very different perspective when you read international magazines and international uh, journals. Uh, so, I mean, who, who's to say that the information that they were putting out on this um, Iranian um, uh, Union of uh, Radio and Television. Who's to say that they weren't putting out information in regards to what's really going on here in the United States? Uh, perhaps they were still claiming that President Trump was the president uh, and not President Biden. They may go after Syrian. Uh, they may have to go after Syria News later, but maybe they can't. Maybe Syria News isn't using um, um, a host that is based in the United States, so they won't be able to seize it. Very interesting stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so it says here, um, let's see what we leave off. Last October, the Department of Justice announced the takedown of nearly 100 websites linked to Iran's powerful Revolutionary Guard. The United States uh, said the sites operating under the guise of genuine news outlets were waging a global disinformation campaign to influence United States policy and push Iranian propaganda around the world. Yemen's Houthi rebel group announced that its Misura, al-Misra Um, satellite news channel went offline tuesday without prior notice it said the channel would continue in its mission of confronting the american and israeli acts of piracy against our nation by any means responsibility for providing name service uh, for the domain name press tv.com was apparently switched to an amazon name server on tuesday at mid-afternoon european time said internet infrastructure expert ron gilmet Uh, Cybersecurity researchers at Risk IQ found a total of 24 seized sites sharing the same Amazon name server. There are no private television or radio stations in Iran. Satellite dishes, while widespread, are also illegal. That leaves IRIB with a monopoly on domestic airwaves. Uh, Marziah Hashemi, a prominent press TV anchor who, in 2019, was arrested as a material witness in an unspecified criminal case and as appeared before a grand jury in Washington, told the Associated Press that the channel was struggling to figure out the reasons for the seizure. While airing in Iran, Press TV focuses predominantly on international affairs through the lens of how leaders in the Islamic Republic see the world. Fierce criticisms of British and American foreign policy is common since the 1979 Islamic Revolution. IRIB has been in the hands of hardliners who back Iran's government. Press TV has previously run into trouble with Western authorities over its reporting. The Anti-Defamation League has criticized the channel as one of the world's leading dispensers of conspiratorial anti-Semitism in English. How interesting. They must talk about the Khazarians over there at uh, the Iranian uh, radio and television union. They must talk about how the Khazarians are, you know, the rulers of the world. I don't know. I don't know if you guys know anything about that, but uh, it's very interesting conversation to say the least. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. So, okay. So thanks to Looking Up for giving us that tidbit of information for dropping that nugget, right? You, you dropped that seed there. That was a very interesting article to go over, something that I was not aware that was happening, uh, but good to know, very good to know indeed. Uh, and that's kind of just my spin uh, on my understanding of how the world political scene works Uh, especially when it comes to America's involvement in other countries. Now, in saying the things that I'm saying, I'm not saying at all by any means that Iran is a good country. Like, we know about how things are kind of run over there, what the the government is like, etc., I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not pitching a tent as it were for Iran. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, in my assessment of the way that politics work, they're being used by the American government. They're willing and dealing, playing games, et cetera. Uh, But uh, it's pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting. I'm definitely not (laughs) pro-Iran, but uh, I am pro-sovereign nation and uh, I am pro-people being free. So, I mean, I know they're not free over there. But they definitely are a sovereign nation uh, compared to America anyways. We're not as sovereign as the people of I- or at least the, uh, the dictators of Iran uh, or even Russia, you know, because like I said, Russia, they run their government. They indeed are a sovereign nation. They kick the globalists out. And that's why the globalists do not like Russia anyways all right so thank you again looking up for bringing that to the c report now let's get back to our chat. that was pretty good that was pretty interesting what a what a way to start off the c report today right okay now let's get into the rest of our chat recap uh let's see what else we have going on here um uh, monkey toe okay we talked about solemne uh uh his pants must flip like a glove says DePatriot 1776 i think you're referring to stelter <laughs> Because let me tell you what, right now, my clothes are fitting me like a glove. I've had too many cookies, guys. Okay. pill by the rabbit. Woo-woo happens, not when you've been drinking, but when you haven't, haven't, and something very strange happens, and everybody thinks you've been drinking. Okay. So we're talking about going full. Woo-woo. <laughs> woo. 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 Okay. That'll be interesting. Um, okay. So the uh, cat is out of the bag. It's no, it's no, in, in no secret. Will, I will be a uh, guest on loyal to the foils show on Tuesday of next week. I think that's the 29th. I'm very much looking forward to it. She goes, the show will be on about 7 p.m. Texas time. So here's a heads up, ladies and gentlemen. We will be doing a C report at 3 p.m. or 4 p.m. Texas time on Tuesday, the 29th. We'll probably do about an hour or so, uh, and then uh, maybe two hours. We'll see. As long as I got time to make dinner and eat it. Uh, then I can, and then after that, I'm going to join Loyal. There's no telling what we're going to talk about. I mean, I have some ideas of some things I would like to talk about. Um, but, but you know, uh, the, the host shall direct the way. And I think, I think it'll be a fun time. So, uh, you guys make sure that you bookmark that somewhere. <laughs> C report 3 PM Tuesday. And, uh, what do you call it? And then we got, uh, Mr. C on loyal to the foil at 7 PM that same night. It's going to be a fun night, ladies and gentlemen. You guys like Loyal to the Foil. I know you do. And I most definitely enjoy uh, Loyal and her work. So it will be definitely a great time. A great time. Let's see. Uh, we got some people over joining us at Twitch right now. We got Morgan Wall in 1994. Howdy, Morgan. How you doing? And then uh, we also have Rask... <laughs> I keep dropping my light. Raskonolikoff, the murderer. McAfee. I much prefer... For <laughs> that's a good one that is a good one uh let me just put it on the screen here uh russ the murderer says mcafee i much prefer (laughs) McAfee." you know it's because we there's so many okay i used to say mcafee okay but it's matt it's uh McAfee. It's McAfee, not McAfee, not uh, McAfee. It's McAfee. It's McAfee. McAfee, Okay. Like I figured that much out in my life. Okay. But this, I prefer (laughs) McCafe. That's some great stuff right there. Uh, That's I, you know, you know, Raskolnikov, the murderer, I would just much rather have my espresso and water and I'm good. (laughs) I don't need no milk or soy. No, thank you. I'll I'll take it straight black and uh strong, please. Very strong. <laughs> we'll talk about McAfee in a little bit. We'll we'll do some closing. Now everyone's all over this McAfee thing, dude. Like everyone and, and it serves right. There's a lot of speculation that can come out of that. And as well as like Mr. C takes two days off to be with his family and uh the whole world goes to pot. Just kidding. If the whole world had really gone to pot, you know what would what, what suck? Say something comes up and I'm not on the air and it's like Hillary Clinton's been arrested and they dropped a bomb on somewhere or, you know, like a uh, a Q comes out and, uh, you know, stuff like that or, or, or um, they've arrested John Brennan. He's being executed right now as we speak. And I'm like, oh, why did I not do the news today? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no. Anyways. Okay. So good stuff there. Thank you, Raskolnikoff, the murderer for that. I appreciate that laugh. That was great. Okay. Uh, let's see what else we got going on here. Did I put the thing back up? Hold on. Did I put the thing back up? Yeah, I sure did. Okay, cool. All right. So what do we, well, we're still doing our chat recap from Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen, just in case you forgot. I know that's why I do it. Uh, let's see here. Gina Knight says, it needs to go public to fight it along with executions. Uh, I'm sure we're talking probably about all of the machinations that have been performed by the Deep State and the Black Hats, as well as the trafficking. Uh, Gina from West Virginia says, "'The children were not given a choice.'" why should we be protected from the horrors? Indeed, indeed, Gina from West Virginia. Why should we be sealed away? Why should we be uh, sheltered from uh, the terrible things that people are doing to children, right? When they didn't have a choice in it. Uh, she goes on to say, we need to know in order to prevent it from ever happening. That's what I say. Um, if we don't even stand to acknowledge some of these things, there's no way that we could even wrap our minds around uh you know, um, uh, finding a way to stop it. So yeah, I I totally agree with you there. Gina from West Virginia deep Patriot 1776 says the lockdowns woke up a lot of people. Indeed they did. Uh, lockdowns woke up a lot. I mean, I think that's why I say, you know, it was a mixed, it was, it was a mixed bag. It was a curse and a blessing. Like, you know, everyone learned to fear, but at the same time, everyone had the time To look things up. So it's it's almost like a cue countered, like, say they knew, say they knew that this was in the bag, they knew that the deep state was going to launch this um, pandemic and force everyone into lockdowns, regardless of their intention for the pandemic, whether it was uh, population control or to rig an election. Uh, the Q, they made the Q team as a defense against that so that while the people were in lockdown, they could start to research. Uh, and so that's kind of like where I think it's a mixed bag. It was a blessing. But at the same time, um, you know, it, it just it, it it served its purpose for them as well. But it uh, ultimately, I think, is blowing up in their face. Someone's asking me if I'm against racism. I I mean, that's a pretty big no-brainer. Why would you ask someone that unless you weren't like, I don't know, a 22-year-old, like, I don't know, millennial social justice warrior? Like, why would you ask someone, are you against? That's a no-brainer, my friend. Like, that's a stupid question. You're stupid, Coxano. Can I say that you're stupid and not be racist? Because I think you're stupid. Anyways, okay. So uh, let's see here. Grow up. You need to grow up and grow something. All right. Uh, let's see what else is going on here. Um, you saw it here. Welcome to the sea report was in the house says all the UFO talk today and fire in the sky in on is on. I think is what they said. Um were we talking about UFOs? Looking up says Podesta is freaking out and telling uh, Bidens to release the UFO files. LMAO. Uh, I think that is. Uh, I mean, yeah. I think I think the the UFO talk is indeed a um, is indeed a, a distraction. You know, uh, because we have so much going on, uh, and it always happens when we have the biggest things going on, like when we have the biggest truths about to drop they will throw some frivolous uh, carrot dangling truth out there that they're going to go ahead and keep concealed for a later date at another time. Now, I'm not saying, again, because you all, if you've been listening to The Sea Report, if you've been listening to any of my separate type of live streams and stuff, you already know that I believe that, yes, indeed, we're not alone out there. Dun, dun, dun. You know, do, 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 do. You know, UFOs. Cue the X-Files song, whatever. Like, but obviously... Can we at least get our damn country back before we start talking about you know, UFOs? Can, we at le- can you at least funnel your energy into helping us get our country back, into riling up the troops to get out there and write their letters, make their phone calls, visit their state houses, knock on their doors, knock on their neighbor's doors? Can we put our energy into that first before we start talking about extraterrestrial life? There's bigger fish to fry, in my opinion. Now, some people will say, some people will say, but if the UFOs come out, that will break down all of our social constructs. You know, basically governments will cease to exist. Religion will cease to exist. To me, that sounds like utter chaos. And I think that these people would try and uh, profit or to uh, uh, take advantage of that chaos, because as you know... People who love chaos love to use it to their benefit. Now, I am not a student of chaos. I've met some very scary people that believe in chaos, and these people are off their hinge. You know, they're like, I believe in the chaos theory. That means that there's one day a year that I can do whatever I want and the universe will not throw karma in my face. These are scary people. They have, uh, and I'm not judging, but the people I've met who think like that. They believe they can get away with murder. They believe that they can they can do the most heinous things with no consequence. I don't know where that thought process comes from, okay? But if you introduce aliens and it's not legitimate, it's a government-controlled farce uh, or what have you, like the the whole thing about disclosure it's not going to matter y'all disclosure does not matter unless you have a damn alien coming down from space and coming off their ship and saying hi i'm from another planet in the meantime if you disclose what's it going to prove if we don't have the aliens coming here because uh, according to what most of these people who believe in disclosure talk about we they have to, they have this what it's it's that law You know, that law where they can't engage humans. Like, look at what I have behind me. I have a planet Earth hologram floating behind satellites. Right. And uh, it looks like it's encircled. You know, that's what I'm talking about. Like, don't do we not have, according to these disclosureist people, do we not have this uh, separation from the galactic family that we're not allowed to engage them? You guys know what I'm talking about, okay? So why on earth would we put all of our money, attention, and time into freaking UFOs and disclosure when they know it's not going to happen until we've totally disarmed and become peaceful? Why waste your energy on that, right? Why waste your energy on it? I mean, yes, it's true. Yes, it's real. Yes, people have been engaged by aliens yes there are people out there who've been contacted yes there are people out there who are are like whatever I don't know what they're called where they're always like followed and they're always touched and they're always getting interacting with them I don't remember what the phrase is but if we are not going to be allowed to engage our intergalactic family until we've grown up What makes you think that disclosure is even going to matter? Like, why is that going to help? Why is it going to help for us to disclose about aliens when they're not even going to come down and be like, how, you know, (laughs) or howdy, you know, like it doesn't, to me, it doesn't matter. Yes, they are aliens. I don't need my government to disclose it, okay, because what good is it going to do unless they come down and attack us or unless they come and say hello? Unless an alien comes and lands, it does not matter if my government discloses alien and UFO crap, okay? Uh, what would matter? That the, we have the technology, that would matter okay that they can release and and disclose the technology that we've reverse engineered or otherwise or that we dug up from the previous uh the previous uh civilization here uh i'm talking about atlantis that kind of i'm not saying it's called atlantis but i don't think that uh this you know um am i going full woo woo now i don't think that this era of civilization is the first advanced era civilization on this planet. I think that there was definitely one before this era of advanced civilization, okay? But unless aliens come down or they disclose to us a technology with the time travel and all that junk, it does not matter. Can we focus on getting our country back? Can we focus on uh, becoming a sovereign nation? Can we focus on ending the globalists? Can we focus on not being debt slaves? Can we focus on freeing the children. That is more important to me. Are the aliens going to free the children? Because if the aliens aren't going to stop human sex trafficking, I don't give a damn about the aliens. If the aliens are not going to stop us from being debt slaves to these money changers, screw the aliens. They're not doing me any good anyways. Okay. If they're depending on us as humans to to, to evolve enough morally and consciously uh, to stop all of that, then you people are, and I'm not, Oh God, I sound like, I sound so biased. Uh, You're just, you're putting your energy into something where you could, you could, you could be saving children instead of talking about UFOs. Anyways, I'm, I'm off of it. Okay. Let's not talk about UFOs. All right. So let's go on. Super sugar plum bumpkin says the pizza delivery guy handed it directly to me just now a little COVID defiance. Um, you know, uh, Yeah, I mean, I mean, people, the, the spell has been broken, ladies and gentlemen, the spell has been broken. So uh, you're going to see more maskless people out there, more people thinking, uh, as opposed to just reacting and feeling. Um, You know, it's even rubbing off on some of my family. Some of my family goes out in masks religiously, and they forget to put them on now. And we're out and about in my neighborhood today. And I was like, well, we're going to go to the store and you're going to see like, of the people in there do not have masks on. The spell is broken, at least in my neck of the woods. And, you know, for that, I will pat myself on the shoulder because I, after all, was like among the first here in my neighborhood. And I let my light shine as bright as it can. And I let my truth shine as bright as I might. And I feel like there's some level of influence there because there are scores of people with no masks on in my neck of the woods. And I'm loving it. Gina Knight says he is going to get his people in there and help run it from the outside and have a blast doing pep rallies, in my opinion. So we're talking about President Trump here. Uh, As we know, he's going to have a rally coming up on, what, Saturday? Saturday. And uh yeah, you know, that's the kind of thing that's going on though, you know, Miss Gina Knight. Um, I kind of feel like he has been running a shadow presidency uh, this entire time. Uh, love me or hate me. I believe that's what's been going on. Um, when you see what's going on with Biden at things like at the G7, for example, you see how he's being treated. And there's even some comments from last week to that effect, you know, about the way that you know Macron's been treating him, the way that Boris Johnson treated him, uh, the way that uh, you know he was handled um, uh, when he was overseas, the way Putin treated him. Um, it's 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 very clear that these people know that uh, the United States of America on the world stage is back in the little cubicle or may he he's been shoved back into his little pyramid. They, they shoved Biden back into his little triangle, right? Uh, because the United States is back under their control on the world stage. But, uh, I think they know very well what's going on the score. Uh, um, we just have to be patient with action, if that makes sense uh dems knew trump would go complete ham on the deep state says Vinny 1765 um in his second term and that's why they rigged the election well they were gonna rig that election anyways uh vinnie and i know you're you're probably in that same thought process as well um but yes i totally concur uh they trump would have gone ham like it was my opinion that in his second term he would have most definitely ran on ending the central bank. But at the same time, I don't know that there was enough, uh, you know, uh, conscience, uh, what do you call that? Uh, Collective conscience, knowledge, subconscious uh, shared knowledge about what uh, a central bank does or how the money currency system works in the United States. I don't know if there's enough of that general knowledge out there for him to even ran on that without, first, um, you know, educating the American people about how all that works, because interesting enough, through all of this process between, you know, um, I mean, in in 08 and before Ron Paul was the one who was waking everyone up to this. Uh, But after Ron Paul left the stage in 12, and even with Rand Paul, Rand Paul didn't run on the Federal Reserve and ending the Federal Reserve and stuff stuff like that. Um, uh, President Trump never vocally took that up, even though he honored old hickory on his grave, even though he had um, a portrait of Andrew Jackson hanging in his Oval Office. Um, there was never that conversation about the role that the banks play. And I think that that, I guess, was just a deeper level of understanding uh, a further initiation into the truth of this reality that the American people had not picked up on yet enough to have a conversation about it. And really that's what it boils down to. Um, If you think about the way that they rig and the way that they study everything in the media, like with news and like with uh, um, you know, statistics and demographics and all of that stuff, like they really study that stuff. And if the percentages don't show that there is enough understanding by enough people to move forward with a topic or an idea or stuff like that, they're not going to do it because it'll be like throwing their pearls to swine. They will not get any traction on a certain thought or idea if not enough people are aware of it. And that's why they have things like, um, you know, uh, what is that term again? Uh, where they, uh, they, um, they they like uh they they put things out there for people to kind of uh pre- predictive programming. That's where they start putting out the predictive programming ideas. You know that's why I think that uh, since the inception of religion and its ability to control people, and I'm not talking about specific religions, I'm not talking about spirituality, I'm not talking about people's personal connections to their beliefs and their God. I'm talking about religion as an institution. Like you throw out Armageddon, 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 tribulation, 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 end of the world, end of the world, end of the world, and that's repeated over centuries and then it's uh, calcified and crystallized And the end times in 2000 and every movie that you're putting out there is about the end of the world and nuclear war and and aliens invading and and the earth turning on you and, and healing itself and all of this end time, end time, death, destruction, destruction. When it happens, humans are already predisposed to accept it because they've put that into your mind. Okay, so that to me is predictive programming. I don't know about Captain America, but like that kind of thing is what I'm talking about. And so um uh, that's just that that whole thing is is humans uh, humans we the people we 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 did not we were not some of us were not engaged enough to have that discussion about the banking systems and why that's bad, but I I always romanticize that when Trump was going on to a second term, he would really be coming down on the central banks and and running on that platform, a la Andrew Jackson, like kill the banks. I will route them out. You know, these are this is the root of all evil, et cetera. But um, but no, if not for that, yes, he would have definitely gone ham on the deep state. And I think that would have been something to see for sure. (coughs) Excuse me. All right. We had Empress Bitch to You in the House. Howdy, howdy. Uh, Gina Knight. um, Gina Knight in a conversation with Sherry Pittsburgh. We're talking about Nancy's laptop here. Says, that's the one I want to see the most. We already have a good idea on the others. Hunter's laptop and Wiener's laptop. The Wiener Hunter's laptop. Then you have Hood's Pelosi's laptop. You got to wonder... What was on Nancy's laptop? Very good question indeed. Uh, Let's see. Empress bitch to you. We have not yet went through the 10 days of darkness. When it happens, don't panic sugar plum bumpkin says we have prepped a little for 10 days of darkness, but can't tell you how first rule of prepping is don't say what you have. Those are interesting conversations. Um, uh, For me, I, I, I could not comment on the 10 days of darkness. Um, I I just can't because I don't know if it's going to be an actual power out grid thing or if we're talking about 10 days without, you know, there's no saying darkness could be so subjective and metaphorical and symbolic as as realistic and actual that I couldn't tell you that the 10 days of darkness means that we're going to be off the power grid. You know what I mean? Uh, I couldn't speculate that, let alone um, uh, project that. That does not mean that we should not prepare, however, so it's a good thing that uh, Empress and uh, Sugar Plum are. I know I've done a little bit myself, but I'm not gonna tell you how. Looking Up says, and here we have Peto Anderson. How did your brother really die, Pipe Lips? (laughs) Is that going to become Cooper's new um, name, Uh, uh, Crack Pipe Lips Anderson? (laughs) Or what? Crack Pipe Lips Cooper? Um, Yeah, I mean, it could be the Botox. I mean, that's why his upper lip don't move. Either that or, you know. All the acids have kind of eaten away its ability to move. One or the other. I'll take it either way. A good question. How did your brother die? And is your brother, in fact, Kathy Griffin? (laughs) Because that's what I heard. But we'd have to ask his dead heiress mother, Vanderbilt lady over there. uh, And his CIA daddy. Pilled by the rabbit. Shirt trivia. Risky business. Tom Cruise lip syncing. Dancing. What color was the shirt? The sunglasses. Okay, Pilled by the rabbit. Later on we talk about the shirt color. Now you said it was pink, but I clearly remember Tom Cruise in a white shirt and white tidy whities sliding across that floor. So maybe this is a matter for the Mandela effect. I don't know, I don't know. I was gonna wear a pink shirt tonight, but it just, it doesn't look good with the red, you know? So I refrained. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, What else do we got? Patriot Bird shirt colors. They're coming up with conspiracy theories about shirt colors. They are desperate y'all. Indeed, Patriot Bird, there we're talking about um, they're in total freak out, breakdown, desperation mode over in Arizona. And now uh, CNN has resorted to uh, making up conspiracy theories about the colors of the shirts because they have nothing else to run on when it comes to that deja vu deja vu q was in the house thank you so much for donating 600 pills i appreciate you gold pills i should say uh because if i just say pills the trolls will be like "Uh aha they're trading drugs over there okay (laughs) and then we have um cold truth was in the house thank you looking dapper mr c appreciate it much sir um don't point your pinky finger at me says joy for Is that a thing? It's like, okay, you know how some people will do this thing where they scratch themselves or they push up their glass, but they'll use their middle finger. And that's their way of saying, you know, screw off or whatever. I conscien- I made a conscious decision. Anytime I got a scratch or push up my glasses, I use two fingers because I don't want people to mis- uh, mis- uh, take that communication because that could be very rude uh ic clearly was in the house donating 100 gold pills thank you ic clearly for the donation much appreciated we also had uh speak uneasy oh we had 17 17 gold pills at one point last show thank you sugar plum bumpkin for pointing that that's kind of cool that's the synchronicity right there if you ask me speak easy in the house shiny moon in the house the texan in the house always in texas blonde blue lady q gifting shades for due diligence man due diligence is making his rounds on here uh proxy wise <laughs> thank you dude, and thank you blonde blue uh, Speaking easy donated a thousand gold pills. Thank you very much. Uh, speak and easy for that donation uh, says he's digging. Uh, he, he sorry, thanking me for hard work and digging and reporting. Uh, God bless you. Uh, and likewise, many blessings, sir. 17 angels with a cookie. Blonde blue lady Q with some shades. Blonde blue lady Q says Putin ordered Biden. Uh, where'd I go? Where'd you go? Oh, there it is. Uh, Putin ordered Biden around like a boss. Uh, looking up says, "So did Macron. Yes, we addressed that most definitely." Gina Knight says, "Putin would have handled handed his ass to him." His crew knew he didn't have permission. Scary for America. And you guys all saw that whole thing, right? You saw what was going on with uh, Putin and Biden during that. Uh, Well, they didn't have a press conference together. But during that meeting, you know, all of the press was being kicked out, like certain press members were being kicked out. Um, You know that Putin and Biden did actually have a one-on-one before, uh, my, my sources say that there was a meeting between Putin and Biden prior to them having that public meeting and Putin did basically hand his ass to him and Putin told him he knew what the score was and Biden had to go along with everything so if you're wondering why Biden looked uh, a little disassociated it wasn't maybe because of his dementia it might have been because he was he, he basically his, he knew his number was up what was he going to do about it you know like what was he going to do about it um, he had to go along with What was going on, and Putin stand and Putin sat there, man spreading like a boss, while um, you know, uh, Biden had his little soy legs crossed. Uh, so yeah, it's just the the optics, the dynamics, everything about that entire meeting made America look like a weak little animal, a weak little child, uh, a sniveling little piece of you know what, and uh, we need to reclaim our, um, our, our, respect on the world stage again, I think, uh, Gina Knight said, oh wait, we read that one, blue, a uh, blonde, oh, we read that one, oh, blonde, blue lady Q said Trump is the only one Putin respects, I believe that as well, Karen Hare 7 was in the house, MacGyver, welcome back, says that bitch Katie Hobbs, and even if election was said, even if election was found fraudulent, that there's nothing they will do about that, so we're not actually going to be talking about, um, uh, Audit news tonight. Although um, I did read a story, and also I'll just kind of dip into that real quick um, because uh, they were supposed to go home. They were supposed to recess, adjourn. Uh, I think we we talked a little bit about that on Tuesday. Adjourn the Arizona um, House and Senate for a holiday until January. And uh, as it turns out, uh, I read an article today that said that they will not be doing that until the audit's over. So they will be forced to remain. (laughs) And we'll see what happens from there. Patriot Corps was in that, Corps was in the house. 17 angels donating 300 gold pills. Tam Growl stopping in for a visit and blonde blue lady Q with the cookie. Seize the day in the house. Seize the day 911. P. Ann, average Joe Patriot. P. Tate. Um, <laughs> it be meing. I don't know. It be me. I don't know. You're in the house. Sly Park 2020 was in the house. And then we wrapped it up with Pilled by the Rabbits. When did Tom's white shirt become pink? Where are his Ray-Ban sunglasses? Mandela effect. That is woo-woo. All right, guys, we'll be talking about about more woo-woo matters whenever I stop in for a visit with uh, Loyal to the Foil on Tuesday, the 29th at 7 p.m. Make sure you guys tune in. It's going to be a fun time. I can feel it in my bones. We may go full woo-woo. Okay, I don't go woo-woo here on the C Report, but let me tell you what. I like to go full woo-woo sometimes. They say never go full woo-woo, but I don't mind stepping into the woo, woo. (laughs) I don't mind stepping into it sometimes. So we'll see. I think you guys would be surprised with some of the things that my brain can come up with uh, when pressed for it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you can believe it or not, that was the chat recap for Tuesday. That's how we do it here on the Sea Report. Let me see what's going on over here in chat. Oh, we, we got a lot of peeps in the house. Let's see. Let's see what we got. 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 got. Oh, Lordy. Looking up, we said hello, as well as Tombstone. Uh, We got Always in Texas. How's it going? Always. Uh, Faith of Q. Yes, I am live, Faith of Q. And since you're tuned in, just so you know, Faith of Q, I am on at 730 p.m. Central Texas time, uh, Monday through Friday. So that is the schedule. And uh, yeah, um, uh, except for next Tuesday, next Tuesday, I will be on at 3pm, probably most likely 3pm so that I can sit in with um, loyal to the foil on her show over at the foxhole. Make sure you check it out. Uh, Okay, let's see here. We also have joy for Trump. What's going on, Joy for Trump? Pilled by the Rabbit. Hey, pill by the Rabbit. Thank you for the cookie. Uh, we also have Just V. Oh, did I say hi, Just V? Hey, Just V. What's up, sweetie? Good to see you. Uh, Posy for Hope. Um, Anon, 1144020. Uh, Anon, thank you uh, for stopping in. Anon1144020 anon, uh, anon 40 20 says, thank you for all you do. Much appreciated. I get visited by a bunch of Anons, believe it or not, especially on my, uh, especially on my, uh, uh, my pills page. Yeah. Uh, Nick Walls in the house. How's it going, Mr. Nick? Good to see you. Carrie Lake. How are you, sweetie? It's been a while. Yes, I am ranting today, but no, we're about to get into the news, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's see the Texan. All right, Texan, what's up, buddy? Big at 68 in the house. Uh, let's see who else we got here in case I miss. Before I get in, before I get into the report, I'd like to, uh, you know, I'd like to say hello. Uh, okay, so I think that's uh, the the most of it for now. Uh, Joy for Trump, gifted a can. Thank you very much, Joy for Trump for the donation and then we also have just fee with another can thank you so much i see a i see a video for ron paul in here i'm a big i was a big ron paul supporter i mean he's no longer running or anything like that but he he still does make uh his presence known every now and then i'll take a look at that later anon 114 4020, um and uh we'll see what's up with that um always interested to hear what the doctor has to say all right, ladies and gentlemen let's go thank you since the non commentary is rarely got addressed it seems well you know uh, I will always I will always address anyone that I see as long and if I miss you I'll definitely catch you on the chat the chat recap but Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's time. I'm sure you guys have been waiting for it. Let's go ahead and get into the C-Report for today. Now, you're probably wondering, why do I have President Trump here on the screen giving a big old thumbs down? Well, President Trump always leads on the C-Report unless you're doing the chat recap, (laughs) if that counts, right? Okay, so uh, we let's start with some Trump news, and then we'll get into some of President Trump's recent statements. He does have a few. I mean, I was off for two days, and in two days, he drops like I don't know, umpteen statements. I'm like, geez, sir, you're gonna make this a nice and juicy show for the next go round. So, okay, so let's talk first. Okay, so we've uh, we've kind of been keeping up to date with what's been going on with President Trump in regards to the New York uh, District Attorneys, as well as the um, AG of New York wanting to sue trump over some tax situation right uh they're wanting to uh come at him and charge him uh basically you know and to me that's just they're going to be getting ahead of him before any uh, real political moves that he can make moving forward right So here's the thing about that. Like, obviously, something's going down. Like, I am not going to pretend to say uh, he's going to run in 2022 or he's going to run in 2024. Obviously, those would be possibilities. okay? but we still have to factor in uh, 2020, November 3, 2020, as Mr. Bannon would say, because the audit's almost over in Arizona. By almost over, we mean complete with the report, etc. It'll probably be out by, I would say, by August, mid-August, since they said they're going to need like eight weeks. Gah, come on. Why weren't you guys writing this report ahead of time, ladies and gentlemen? But if that's the case... Uh, we cannot look at 2022 just yet. Uh, so, um, but but these these uh, bad people—they're still trying to get the jump on him prior to that, to make him look bad, politically speaking. So what do we have now? They're investigating Trump for two books on taxes that he had. Uh, one was like basically a coupon book for taxes. You know, where do you get your best taxes done? And, and the other one was like the best strategies for taxes, you know? And so they're coming. And then there's also something going on with one of his, like, uh, one of his, uh, his executive officers. Right. So the way that it looks, because at the beginning of this, they were saying that they were going to go after Trump and charge Trump himself for a criminal mischief, you know, for whatever it might be in regards to, uh, you know, the uh, white collarness of it, right? Not to sound racist, right? Coxano, we don't want to sound racist by calling out white collar crime. But anyways, so uh, in regards to that, yes, that's what's happening. Now, what is developed is there, it doesn't sound like they're gonna charge Trump anymore. They're gonna go after Trump's organization because obviously, they can't get anything on the dawn. OK, so uh, this article says the Trump organization may face criminal charges in New York state as early as next week related to allegedly illegal business practices media reported on Friday. All of this is just so vague, you know. It says, the alleged impending charges, first revealed in an anonymously sourced report by the New York Times, would allegedly stem from fringe benefits to the company awarded a top executive, the paper said. Lawyers for Trump met on Thursday with senior prosecutors uh, in the district attorney's office in hopes of persuading them to abandon any plan to charge the company unidentified uh, unidentified." sources told the Times. It is unclear whether the prosecutors have made a final decision on whether to charge the Trump organization, the paper noted. So this this whole debacle went from, we're going to charge Trump and we're going to have him do the perp walk and he's going to go to jail. Remember, this came out like at what, the end of March? We reported it before everyone else did on the C-Report. And Now it's not, it's not even going to be Trump doing the perp walk. It's going to be his organization. And remember, well, someone in the audience had asked, someone in the audience had asked if they thought they were going to do this raid on Trump, like a a 5am raid, like a la Giuliani, a la Stone style. Right. And I was like, Trump's still surrounded by, you know, the secret service. I don't see how they're going to do that. And indeed, they're going after his organization now. So it looks like Trump will be out of the clear for now, guys, just like I said, he would. Um, But uh, his organization might still come under fire. So we'll have to see what happens there. In that regard, we'll keep you I mean, this is going to be a big nothing burger, honestly, again, is what I'm seeing happening here. Uh, But we will keep you guys abreast on that information either way, because I'm sure you would like to know. All right, let's see what we got next for you, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, look at that. That's a good picture, Mr. Trump. Hey, Mr. Trump. That's a good picture of you, Mr. Trump. What is going on, Mr. Trump? Why are you smiling so proudly and so uh, happily in this picture? Okay, so on, uh, was it Wednesday? On Wednesday the 23rd, uh, President Trump received the Lifetime Achievement Award Uh, today from, oh, not today, on the 23rd from a group group representing the world's top CEOs and executives. Uh, It says in this article, President Trump received the prestigious TPO Gold New York City Lifetime Achievement Award on June 23rd. President Trump's chief spokeswoman Liz Harrington announced that the president is being given an award and it's from a group in New York the group represents the world's top CEOs and representatives and executives. The president was given this award for creating the greatest economy the United States has ever seen, and more. Uh, he didn't steal an election or sleep for days in his basement. He actually earned this award. That was a little that was a little snark from uh, the people who wrote this article over at the Gateway Pundit. Uh, let's see what uh, the award statement. We have it here. Okay. Ah this thing i need something to hold this light up okay hold on okay off with its head okay let's take a look at this statement here real quick uh this was in regards to receiving that award from june 23rd now this is a statement it says by president donald trump but it's actually from his office uh let me go ahead and shrink that for you Shrink. Okay. it says uh, today, Donald J. Trump, 45th president of the United States, will be honored by Randy Waterfield of Waterfield Holdings and the YPO Gold New York City Chapter, which represents the world's top CEOs and executives with their prestigious YPO Gold New York City Lifetime Achievement Award. I want to thank Randy Waterfield for this great honor, said President Trump. Uh, Looking forward to accepting this illustrious award today in Bedminster. Uh, in bestowing an award, the award, Randy Waterfield noted President Trump's leadership of this country has not gone unnoticed and celebrated his incredible achievements as president, which include the lowest taxes, lowest regulation, the strongest border, and the best economy in the history of the country. Randy Waterfield also commended President Trump's amazing contributions as a true icon to the New York City business world, YP Old Gold New York City's Lifetime Achievement Award, is the organization's highest honor. Previous recipients include George Herbert Walker Bush and Bill Clinton. I don't think they need it to be mentioned. It says the award serves as recognition for President Trump's extraordinary leadership, significant impact, and commitment to the betterment, right, of our country. So congratulations, President Trump, on receiving that reward. Uh, And, you know, uh, you know, it's well deserved, at least in my humble opinion. Excellent. Let's go on to statements from President Trump. All right. What do we got to say? We got a whirlwind of statements, ladies and gentlemen. So buckle up your seatbelts. Here we go. We might be here for another hour. Just kidding. Okay, so let's see. This is one of our first statements that we had. It says here, the story that I asked the Department of Justice to go after ratings challenged without Trump Saturday Night Live and other late night losers is total fake news. It was fabricated. There were no sources and yet the lamestream media goes with it. I did say, however, that Alec Baldwin has no talent, certainly when it comes to imitating me. The one who had it, who had what it took was Daryl Hammond. With all of that being said, however, I do believe that 100% one-sided shows should be considered an illegal campaign contribution from the Democrat Party or maybe to the Democrat Party, right? Hard to believe I got 75 million votes, the most of any sitting president, despite all of that, together with a very fraudulent election 2024 or before. Bravo, President Trump. Okay, so I sorely dislike Saturday Night Live. Never have I liked it. I remember being in high school and... Everyone was turned on to Saturday Night Live and everyone felt like they were like in this special club because they watched smart late night television that engaged politics and, you know, kind of gave them like a, uh, I don't know, uh, did it give them an edge? Did it init- initiate them somehow? Uh, did it give them some influence? They felt like they were part of something because they watched a hip late night comedy show that sometimes got into the social norms of today i never could stand saturday night live could not take it it was just it was you know you recognize propaganda when you see it you know and even back in 2003 um when what they had just really uh, through the NDAA allow propaganda to happen, you could tell like there was just something so fabricated about that show. I just could never stand it. I, I mean, I never really took those people as truly talented. Um, I don't know. Uh, uh, for a comedian actor, I think there's something to be said about timing and delivering that punchline. But timing is everything, but that does not mean you're funny if you can tell a joke if you have no timing. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. I just I never like Saturday Night Live. Uh, Next statement from President Trump. Big crowds in the great state of Ohio this weekend for the Trump rally. See you on Saturday night. Make America great again, again. So yes, a very short statement and I'm sure it will be a great night. Like I said, if I can find a live stream on it, we will be doing a watch party here at the Sea Report on Saturday night for that event over in Ohio as Trump begins his rally season. I bet you it's gonna start strong, ladies and gentlemen. All right, for the next Trump statement, I have a graphic for you. Let's go ahead and pull that up. All right, and I'll expand that a little bit, and we'll we'll center this a little bit. (laughs) Okay, I need to shrink this a little bit, actually, it's okay. So it says, after months of ignoring the crisis at the southern border, it is great that we got Kamala Harris to finally go see the tremendous destruction and death that they've created. A direct result of Biden ending my very tough but fair border policies. Harris and Biden were given the strongest border in America, American history. And now it is by far the worst in American history. If Governor Abbott and I were were not going next week, she would never have gone. I'm pretty sure that that is true. I am pretty sure that that is true. Um, It doesn't seem like uh, uh, Kemala was having such a good time at the border. Uh, I've seen some stuff already. I know you guys are probably all over it, Uh, but we will look into that. Uh, We'll we'll probably look at that tomorrow, uh, if not sooner. Hint, hint. Um, But Kemala, down at the border, she's not doing too well. Kemala is not. (laughs) They don't like her. And it's so funny because even when she was down in uh, Guatemala and in Central America, um, you know, she had people telling her that, you know, Trump won and she needed to go home. Um, And the way that the mainstream media, the lamestream media, the fake news media reported that was that we or the patriot people, or the Trump administration had sent people down there to do that. That is so retarded. It's quite retarded, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, right. You know, it's the Biden administration that uh, books planes for illegal immigrants to visit us into our country and stay and take all our tax money. Uh we don't send people with government money to other countries just to show up Biden and Kamala Harris. Just saying. Okay. All right. Here's our next statement. Uh, so we have a second rally already announced for President Trump. Uh, this, uh, this statement says President Donald J. Trump, 45th President of the United States of America, will hold a major rally in Sarasota, Florida on Saturday, July 3rd. So let's see what we got here. It looks like President Trump is going to become a weekend warrior. He's got a stop in Ohio on Saturday the twenty-sixth, and a stop in Florida on Saturday the third. So this is supposed to be his July fourth rally celebration. Now I know some people. Who was it? It was uh, it was it was Richard David Steele, that CIA shill right? Who said, he said, and I quote, we're going on a tour with all of these paid patriots um, for America. And our tour is going to end at Mount Rushmore on the 4th of July, where President Trump will be speaking. That's what Richard David Steele said. I used to respect that man until I found out that he is deeply embedded in CIA and PSYOP operations against the American people. And you know, even if you think his information's good, it's recycled. Um, you know, and he's only—he got into some of the details of the obvious, but uh, ultimately speaking, from what I understand from my sources, he is definitely a psyop shill. Don't trust the man. I don't trust him anymore. But he's the one who he put this tour together. If you guys are aware of his work. And they've been touring throughout the month of June all across the United States. And he claimed Trump would be at Mount Rushmore on the 4th. Well, it looks like President Trump will be spending his 4th of July weekend in Florida. So Robert David Steele, much to your discredit, pull them feathers out of your hat. Uh, We're not listening to you anymore, no matter what kind of game you talk. Okay, so let's finish talking about this rally, right? Uh, It says uh, the Save America rally is co-sponsored by the Republican Party of Florida and marks President Trump's further support of the MAGA agenda and accomplishments of his administration. Please join them for a huge fireworks show to celebrate America following President Trump's remarks to conclude a full day event commemorating our great country. Now, this is going to happen on Saturday, July 3rd, 2021, at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 p.m. Trump Time. The venue will be at the Sarasota Fairgrounds, 3000 Ringling Boulevard, Sarasota, Florida, 34237. Uh, And as far as itinerary, we're looking at the doors to open at 2 p.m. for a 45 fest, which will include live music, food and beverage, concessions, merchandise giveaways and special guest speakers oh that sounds like a great time 5 p.m pre-programmed speakers deliver remarks 8 p.m donald trump president 45 will celebrate freedom faith and america and at 9 p.m they will have a fireworks show brought to you by the republican party of florida and sky king fireworks sounds like a fun time i wish i could be there all right let's go on to our next statement All right. What's this going to be about? Oh, it sounds like we're going to start going after Governor Badusi over there in Florida. Good news. Rhino Governor Doug Ducey of Arizona has restated the fact that he is not running for the United States Senate. It would not matter, however, because he could not get the nomination after failing to perform on the voter fraud in Arizona. Also, there's no way he would get my endorsement, which means his aspirations would be permanently put to rest anyway. Again, thank you to our brave Republicans in the Arizona State Senate for their bravery in putting forward the forensic audit. Everybody is anxiously awaiting the result. Sounds good, President Trump. Good news indeed. Governor Badusi. He's not a good guy. He's not a good guy. All right. What do we got next? A statement says, there has never been in our country's history a border catastrophe like what is currently taking place at our southern border. All Biden had to do is leave the way it was by the strongest, by far the strongest southern border our country has ever had. Millions of people will now be streaming into our country unchecked, unvetted, and unknown. Our co- other countries are emptying their prisons with their worst criminals flowing into our country. Drugs, gangs, and fugitives are pouring in every day. Hospitals, schools, communities, and police are overwhelmed. This is far more than a crisis. Our country is being destroyed. I'm sure Kamala Mala Harris was, uh, you know, pining over those words as she was down at the border today. All right, let's see what our next statement is. Looks like I got another graphic. All right, let's go ahead and expand this for you guys. It says, Michigan State Senators Mike Shirkey and Ed McBroom... Are doing everything possible to stop voter audits in order to hide the truth about November third. The Senate investigation of the election is a cover up and a method of getting out of a forensic audit for the examination of the presidential contest. Corrupt? Question mark. Politicians falsely claim there was no voter fraud in Michigan. Has anyone looked at what is considered the most corrupt election in the United States? Detroit? However, they admit to problems with the numbers that rigged 7,048 votes to illegally give a very conservative county to Joe Biden, which raised big signals only to then find that it was actually President Trump that won the country by 3,788 votes, not Biden. The report mentions that Detroit engaged in illegal actions by blocking our poll workers and concludes mailing of unsolicited ballots applications demonstrated a clear vulnerability for fraud. And then goes on to say that no one should question this election. Instead of doing a forensic audit, they want to investigate the patriots who have fought for the truth and who are exposing a very possibly rigged election. The truth will come out and rhinos will pay at the polls, especially with primary voters and expected challengers. Our country was based on free and fair elections, and that's what we must have. Call those senators now and get them to do the right thing, or vote them the hell out of office. For reference, that is a Senator Mike Shirkey at 517-373-5932. Why not? Why not, guys? Let's call him out. And Senator Ed McBroom at 517-373-7840. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get my head around the corner there. All right. <laughs> I guess I could have just expanded it like that. That would have been worse. All right. Interesting statement there. And, you know, okay, so Michigan... If you're from Michigan, call your senators. Um, the, the Michigan's pretty bad. That's, that's the reason why we've been pointing Michigan out so much on the C-Report, uh, let alone that it's fun to make fun of, you know, wretched Gretchen Wilson. Ugh, I always call her Wilson. Wretched Gretchen Whitmer. She's a wretched beast. Next statement. All right. What do we got here? Oh... We'll be talking about Giuliani in a little bit, ladies and gentlemen. Can you believe that New York wants to strip Rudy Giuliani, a great American patriot, of his law license because he has been fighting what has already been proven to be a fraudulent election? The greatest mayor in the history of New York City, the Elliot Ness of his generation, one of the greatest crime fighters our country has ever known, and this is what the radical left does to him? All of New York is out of control. Crime is at an all time high. It's nothing but a witch hunt and they should be ashamed of themselves. Take America back. Take back America, (laughs) my bad. But yes, it's time to take back America. He commands you. Take back America, ladies and gentlemen, take back America. Next, next, let's see what we got next. Two more statements, ladies and gentlemen, from our president. And then we got some other stuff for you guys. All right. All right. Uh, Let's see here. What do we got? Where did that go? Where'd you go? Okay. There you are. Okay. Uh, Next statement says, uh, my thoughts and prayers are with all those impacted by the building. Sorry. By the building collapse in Surfside, Florida. Thank you to the incredible first responders and law enforcement for arriving so quickly on the job. As always, we wish Governor Ron DeSantis and all of those representing the great state of Florida concerning this tragic event. Good luck and Godspeed. I am with you all the way. So we can talk about that for just a minute. Um, after all, uh, there was uh, a lot of speculation about this building collapsing. People are talking about this left and right. Uh, so what there's I, I done heard say that uh, there is uh, that the Trump a Trump, one of Trump family members was uh, living basically in the same block and or area that this building went down. Uh, I've done heard say that uh, uh, John McAfee also may have owned some of this property and may have had terabytes worth of information that they were trying to destroy. Uh, We do know that this uh, building went down demolition style, right, Uh, fell in on its own imprint. Um, It wasn't the entire building. It was about half of it. Um, And that's all I know, ladies and gentlemen, but uh, very interesting speculation pieces there. I think it's well worth looking into. And President Trump did make a statement on it. Um, So I don't know. We'll see what's up with that moving forward, right? Okay, uh, I'm surprised that they didn't say that. I didn't, I'm i surprised they didn't have any office fires in that building before it went down, to be honest, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, we'll, we'll figure that out as the story develops. I guess I'm sure of it. Final statement from President Trump. I told you it was a whirlwind of statements. We're two days behind. And oh my goodness, he just his pen would not stop writing. Uh, it says, Biden's Department of Justice has announced that they are suing. The great state of Georgia over its election integrity act, an act, if I might interrupt, did not even really have as much teeth as it seems that it would. And then also, if you recall, President Trump's original opinion on it, uh, it was a little too late. Right. It says, um, actually, it should be the other way around. The people of Georgia should sue the state and their elected officials for running a corrupt and rigged 2020 presidential election and for trying to suppress the vote of the American people in Georgia. If we don't address these issues from the 2020 election head on and we allow the radical left Democrats to continue to politicize the DOJ and law enforcement, we will lose our country. Save America, guys. Seriously, guys. He has made two very direct call to actions in these statements in the last day. Two very direct statements. It is up to us, ladies and gentlemen. It is up to us. He says, take back America. He's telling us it's the time is now to do it. We cannot sit on our comfy couches at home anymore and listen to people like me, just go on about the news. You know what I mean? Like we have to take a step outside of our door and do something about it. He says, take back America. And in this one, he says, save America. I think we're, I think the time has come, you know, as the walrus said, and we are the storm guys. We are those standing together, organizing revolutionary movements, but if we're at home pacified and if we're at home sedated by the glories of those that we watch the stories that are told and we're not out there doing something um, we will not be part of that storm. Uh, That storm might just disperse. I don't know, ladies and gentlemen, I I just, I I find it it, to me that that triggers in my head. It's, 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 it's a, it's that, that spidey sense. He's saying save America, take back America. He is calling to us directly, ladies and gentlemen. Will we have the ears to hear it? Will we have, you know, the spirit to do it? Uh, I would like to say yes. We'll see, ladies and gentlemen. We will see. All right. That concludes the Trump statements for today. Guess what we got now? (laughs) We have an interview with President Trump, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, Trump leads at the Sea Report, and we are most definitely going to share with you and archive his discussions and words. So uh, what we have here now is an interview with President Trump on Newsmax. So this is uh, Newsmax, their show Wake Up America. Uh, So we're going to go ahead and relax for a little while and listen to what he has to say. And I will see you all on the other side, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Welcome back into Wake Up America. I'm Rob Finnerty alongside the former director of national security, Rick Rennell. Joining us right now is the 45th president of the United States, President Donald Trump. Mr. President, good morning. Such a pleasure having good you. Good morning.
2: You. Mr. President, it's Rick. Hi, Rick. What a job Rick did. I have to tell your audience, this guy was a star. So uh,
3: I love talking to Rick. He called. He said, would you do the show? I said, absolutely, Rick. <laughs> he did a great job. Well, thank you, Mr. President. Greetings from Matt. I hope Melania is doing well. Um, we want to get right into so many questions. I know you're you're going back to the MAGA rallies, which is very right. exciting for so many people. I know we're going to start in Ohio, then you're going to go to Florida um, can you tell us why you're doing these, and are they going to continue through the summer and through the next couple of years?
2: Well, people wanted them. Uh, they want hope. This country again, has got it's such it's so troubled with the inflation, with the gasoline prices, with the fact that in a very short period of minutes, we will no longer be energy independent, something we were for the first time ever under. Our great administration, and so many other reasons. Uh, you look at inflation, what it's doing to people, and what it's going to do. Everyone knows it's inevitable. It's uh, it's sitting there with a with a hatchet in its hands, and it's a very dangerous thing, a very bad thing for our country. We never had it so good as we had it, Rick. You know that we had, and then COVID came in, and then we built it back up again, and did an incredible job, and came up with the vaccines, which was done in less than 9 months it was supposed to take anywhere from 3 to 5 years and it wouldn't happen it wouldn't have happened so we did this job and people just uh, the election was a dis- it was a disgrace it, as far as i was concerned probably the most probably the most dishonest election we've ever had in this country i don't think probably is even an, the appropriate word and the people really want to have hope uh they got cheated on the election it was rigged they did so many different things to, you know, to make sure that one, we got a record number of votes. We got uh, 75 million votes, 12 million more than the last time. That never happened before for a sitting president. Either of those two numbers, 12 million more. They said we needed one million more. I got 12 million more. We got 63 than 75, and uh, that was, you know, really disheartening to a lot of people. And they have so many people asking for the rallies. The rallies are something that we can do that nobody else can do. Because if somebody else goes for a rally, they have 12 people show up. and That's including Biden. <laughs> and it's uh, <laughs> so interesting, funny. you know, you, you have 45,000, 50,000 people show up to these things and then you lose the state. Oh, really? I don't think so. So, right. you know, it's just one of those things. He, he couldn't fill up the circles. And then all of a sudden they miraculously won now but a lot of a lot of things are happening about that subject and we'll see how that all works out but yes. uh rick was a star rob i'll tell you he was great we uh, loved having him he's a character he's a real
3: piece of work and that's okay and uh it's great to be with you rick yeah well and thank you, rob, you mr president you know you thank are you. still the most popular republican in the party and an endorsement from you goes a long way i know Uh, When we look behind the scenes, there are so many people trying to get your endorsement, people pretending to have your endorsement in in some cases in Ohio. And what we need to understand is what are the criteria that you use? I know uh, people on your team are all lobbying you. Others are trying to get to you. But what is the criteria that Donald J. Trump uses in order to give that coveted endorsement?
2: Well, sometimes it's just a touch or a feel. It's a you know feeling that you have for somebody that you know for a long time, like like you and Robert, who you had on before, was terrific, a terrific guy too. And uh, you know, if you were running for something, Rick, I don't know what you're running for. I hear all sorts of things about California. <laughs> Mr. And everything, don't give
3: anything like, away, okay? You, yep, you'll let you'll let me know. I don't know. I hear a lot.
2: I hear a lot. That's a big mess out there. That's for sure. <laughs> but no, it's a, a feeling that you have to have for somebody. But, you know, I can tell you one criteria that is a must is anybody. And there aren't many of them. Anybody that voted for the impeachment hoax, uh, they don't get the endorsement that I can tell you. And, and, and I know that on, on Trump and uh, fake, you know, fake Republicans, anybody that Uh, voted for the impeachment hoax doesn't get it, but there weren't too many of them. And I think most of them are being, if not all, they're being primaried right now. So that's good. I'll be be helping their opponent. Uh, But I feel that just somebody that's very, very, doesn't have to necessarily agree with me on everything, but somebody that's really capable and can get the job done. And, you know, when I went to Washington, having not been a politician, I didn't know Rick and I didn't know a lot of very, very capable people because it wasn't my thing. I was doing other things. And now I know everybody, I know the people, and uh, I know the good from the bad. And uh, there are a lot of great people in Washington and a lot of people that are unsung. You know, the great ones you don't, uh, you don't speak about, you don't hear about too much. And we have a lot of great people in Washington and they don't get the credit. And some bad ones get the credit, wrong kind of credit, but you hear about them. So, uh, well, I know one person you're going you to be endorsing is Max Miller, right? Really, this in weekend, my eyes, very good.
3: Mr. President, this weekend you'll be endorsing Max Miller? I will be endorsing. Max Miller
2: is running against us. Anthony Gonzalez is a terrible congressman, terrible. And Max is an outstanding guy. You knew him from the administration. Yep. He's outstanding. He's young. He's strong. He's vibrant. He has ideas. He loves Ohio, and he loves our country, and he'll be great. Well, we're I excited, think Mr. Win, President, yeah.
1: that you're going to be out there holding these rallies again. Anthony Gonzalez, the Republican congressman, did vote for impeachment, which I know, as you said, is part of the reason that you're going to be uh, there just outside Cleveland uh, tomorrow. we'll cover that uh, throughout its entirety here on Newsmax. Today is day 155 of Joe Biden in office. I don't remember critical race theory prior to January 20th, but my goodness, how quickly things have changed. The Biden administration is forcing this, this woke indoctrination into our military. I know you have an announcement about that coming soon. Also, into our schools. You've got a young, sung baron. Uh, if they have their way, this is going to be in every single school in America.
2: It's a disgrace. And you didn't have have it or hear it, but it existed during us, and I ended it. I would terminate it everywhere it popped up its ugly head. We would terminate it. And We terminated it very strongly. I mean, we really went after it, and it ended And as soon as they came in, they're back to putting it up. And uh, General Milley, and I watched his statement. It was pathetic. I watched uh, the statements of some others. Your head of the Navy, it was pathetic. And they didn't talk that way when I was around, I can tell you. They didn't talk that way, or I would have gotten rid of them in two minutes. But uh, (laughs) in particular, Navy and Milley, uh, just sad, pathetic statements. Mr. President, it's uh, it's Rob
1: Finnerty. I, uh, I want to talk about the border. The administration clearly is following the leader. They have the former president, uh, Donald J. Trump, on their mind, it seems like every single day. Kamala Harris will visit the border today. Uh, why do you think that you play such a big role in how they uh,
2: govern? Well, in the border, we had a border that was the best in the history of our country. No, very few people came through, and when they did, we got them, and we got them out. Uh, we stopped catch and release, which is not easy to do. Rick can tell you that was a hard project. We had to go through courts. We had to go through a whole legal system. They immediately reinstated. You don't know catch and release is, Rob? You catch somebody, even a very vicious criminal, because, as you know, they're letting their people out of the jails because they want to have nice, clean, empty jails. Let the United States take care of these people. So we catch somebody, a criminal, and we have no nothing else we can do. We catch him, we take his name, and we release him into the United States. We have stay in Mexico, which I understand they're, they're losing. If they do that, uh, we're finished. Uh, this, this country is being destroyed by what they're doing. And you're talking about millions of people coming into our country, and we have no idea who those people are. And many of them are, are serious, serious criminals, murderers, rapists, uh, drug dealers, human traffickers of women mostly human traffickers these are vicious people smart people and they got plenty of money they've made plenty of money and there's nobody that had a bigger upside you know i kept russia down i was the one that stopped the pipeline to europe nobody thought that could be done you know they always say oh trump is so wonderful to russia there's nobody that's been tougher on russia and i got along very well with putin we got along very well but I stopped the pipeline. Rick can tell you that. Nobody could believe it. Right. And Biden comes in. He opens up the pipeline. He got nothing for it. <laughs> nothing. But nothing. he did stop the Keystone Pipeline. And the real number is 48,000 jobs. Stopped it cold. And that union should uh, be dissolved. Because one. They represented him so badly. They actually supported Biden. And the first move he made was to destroy the people in that union. Now, the workers, I'll bet, voted for me. But the union heads should be, they shouldn't pay dues. Anybody listening, don't pay your dues because that
3: union did one bad job of representing you. And and we have a Supreme Court decision that allows them not to pay their dues and keep their jobs. So, Mr. President, one issue that we spent a long time talking about in the Oval Office uh, was big tech and their march towards uh, what they're doing against conservatives and others. Do you think it's time to break up big tech? Well,
2: watch next week, because you'll see me do something about big tech, and people have wanted me to do it a long time. And uh, it won't be too surprising. They don't love me to talk about it early, but watch what I do next week on big tech. I think right. you'll find it to be very interesting. Mr. President, it's, it's Rob Finnerty. Do you, would you support, say, for example,
1: Facebook being forced to sell off Instagram or Google being forced to sell
2: off uh, YouTube? Would you support something like that? Well, the problem is they don't get hurt. I've watched all of my life. I've watched these uh, uh, people come in and they have to break up the company. So now they start selling the companies and they make a fortune. A lot of times they make much more money than they would have made without it. And then they just go a different way. No, but something harsh has to take place when they when they can censor conservative voices. Look at me. I had hundreds of millions of followers. Okay, number one on Facebook. Yeah. Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg told me I was number one on Facebook, number one at dinner. You know, had to have dinner with me at the White House. He couldn't have been nicer. Uh, he would uh, do everything he could to be nice to me, and that's fine. That's fine. I Not didn't loyal. Not a lot for him. But you know what he did with lockboxes? Should be illegal. I mean, I probably think it is. He put lockboxes, spent $500 million on lockboxes, and then they'd come in. Oftentimes, very late, they'd say, where's the lockbox? Where is it? And you'd have 97% of the vote for Biden and 3% of the vote for Trump. I'm surprised they gave us three. That was, again, the most corrupt election in history. But what he did there, I think, should be illegal. You know, you're allowed to give $5,700. He gave $500 million. I yeah. gave it through different ways. Right, right. But that's legal. Well, I know and that they did it with lockboxes. Facebook, Mr. That's President, right. is, a, is, is a big thing. This is what supporter. we were fighting. We were fighting people that did things very, very illegally.
1: Right, right. We know that Facebook is a big supporter of uh, the Pointer Institute and political fact as well. Um, the coronavirus obviously is still a big issue today. Uh, do you think that the media, and, and you know the media I'm talking about, and big tech, do you think that they colluded deliberately to hide information from the American people to have an impact on the election?
2: Oh, absolutely. Look, Pfizer is a very, very, I, I don't want to use the word owns, but, you know, essentially they uh, they are very close to the FDA. Uh, they couldn't stand me because I forced drug prices down. I did favorite nations and if right. Biden keeps it, we'll have the lowest drug prices anywhere in the world. Nobody could believe I did favorite nations. Favorite nations means to the audience that take the nation that has the lowest drug price of a certain drug, sold by a company we had to match meaning we matched them so who's ever in the world paying the lowest price that's the price we get nobody could believe i did that they disliked up. so that was number one and the fda no, they never got pushed like they did with me they used to sit around for 12 years coming up with a vaccine and vaccines take on average three to five years and they came in and they told me what their schedule was. I said, you've got to be kidding. We have people, millions of people dying. And I pushed them. As you know, Rick, because you were there, you were there with some of the screaming. But we got uh, we got that done in less than nine months, which is a record. And we did something else. We bought $12 billion worth of vaccine before we really knew it worked. But we thought, I thought it was going to, but, you know, based on knowledge and if we didn't do that, you wouldn't have been getting shots until October, November of this year. So, in other words, nobody would have had their shot. It was risky. And that included the bottles and the needles and all of the things that went with the Actually, we would have never been equipped to put that into people's arms. And we were able to do that. And you know, I think it was one of the greatest bets made ever in history because we were heading toward a 1917 Spanish flu. Right. Where, right. you know, perhaps 100 million people died. That's what would have happened. And uh, it's been, you know, look, it's been a miracle. I don't think that children should get it. And I think people should have freedom on getting it. They can't be forced because they do have rights. Yep. But look, I'm a, I'm the vaccine person. I hate to say to some people and to other people, I'm so proud to say. But, you know, there's a group of, the, of people that, don't like the concept of vaccine and you know you should have that freedom i think people should get it but i don't think young people you know with young people their immune system is very strong this must be very nice but their immune it's very strong the immune system of the young and you can look at There's one area thirty-five thousand people died in a certain state and they had nobody below the age of i think 16 died Nobody. They had one person, I think, had serious, had a serious condition, a precondition, and uh, it uh, came pretty close and I think died. Mr. President, but, you've, been, you've been right have been right. Essentially, nobody dies. It's, uh, you know, it's a, a 99.999, and so I just
3: feel the young people shouldn't get it. They don't need it. Yeah. Well, I can attest to, Mr. President, being in the Oval Office, no matter what we were doing, you would stop everything if there was a question about the vaccine process. It was a priority, and you would immediately take the time to keep the ball moving. So on behalf of the American people, thank you for making that a priority. I want to read a list of uh, of issues where you were right and the media was totally wrong, and then I want you to respond. Hy- hydroxychloroquine works. The COVID-19 uh, COVID-19 probably came from a Chinese lab. Hunter Biden's laptop was real. Lafayette Square was not cleared for a photo op. The Russian bounty story was fake. We did produce vaccines before the end of 2020 in record time. Blue state lockdowns didn't work. Schools should have been opened earlier. Critical race theory is a disaster for our schools and our country. And the wall worked. What do you have to say to the media who completely got all of these stories wrong And the echo chamber in Washington just kept pounding on erroneous misinformation.
2: Well, look, you know, I like to be non-controversial, but sometimes it doesn't work out that way. The media in this country, most of it, we have some great people, too, but most of it is corrupt. It's corrupt. It's not free. Uh, They say and they coordinate with each other uh, in order to uh, help Biden, which is not easy to help. Uh, they coordinate like crazy. Look, he got away with that thing with the basement where they he wouldn't talk and he wouldn't come out <laughs> for weeks and weeks on end and he got away with that. Can you imagine if I did that? I'm gonna stay in the basement for the next six months. You <laughs> wouldn't be able and, to stay in the basement. Uh, oh, That's not
3: even
2: that. It's a, it's a terrible thing that happened. A terrible, terrible thing. And I mean you named some and you're right, but we could name some that are really, really bad. You know, there are many things that are just as bad that they just don't talk about. You know, in other words, it's not that they take a position, but they won't talk about things that have to be talked about because it's bad for their agenda, their policy, whatever their policy is. You know, when you think about it, what is their policy? They don't want a wall. They want open borders. They want millions of people pouring into our country. They have no idea who the people are and the jails are being emptied out. They want, uh, a certain type of education that says our country is terrible, and a certain race is terrible. A certain race of which you happen to be a member is terrible. They want so much. You, you. They want a lousy military. They don't want to take care of their military. They want to hand money away to the Green New Deal, even though China, Russia, India, the other countries are doing zero. You know, China is opening up coal-fired plants. By the thousands, right, right now they are, yeah. By the thousands, and then they're talking green new deal. They talk about it, but they don't do it. And it's you know and if they don't do it, it's an interesting planet, right? We're here. China is right next door, relative to the world, relative to the universe. And if if India, China, Russia, if they don't do it, then it's just uh, it's just a hopeless situation. And I see these people. They want to spend so much money, and we're always the ones to spend the big money. You take a look at this ridiculous Paris Accord, the environmental accord. We will have spent trillions, we're going to spend trillions of dollars. China's not going to spend 10 cents. They don't even kick in for 10 years. And Russia goes by a different standard, which is so low that they'll never have to spend money. But we have to go for trillions of dollars, and we'll have to close businesses in order to meet the standard yeah. and mr. it's president, ridiculous uh, I, it's absolutely ridiculous so we just can't we just can't do that we just can't do that and we're not going to mr president i'd like to talk to you about your uh, your, your former colleague the good
1: doctor dr anthony fauci uh somebody who's who's been on tv uh, uh quite frequently over the last 17 or so months um we're as learning, often as he can. yeah as often as he can almost every single sunday uh, I'm wondering if you think now, as we learn more and more about his credibility, and, and you worked intimately with him, or he worked under you intimately, uh, especially in the early days of the virus, do you think that he's been dishonest with the American people, maybe even deliberately?
2: Well, I think Anthony, who actually is, I, you know, hate to say this. You might know that. You know, I got along with him. He said, sir, just call me Tony. Just call me Tony. Uh-huh. He was a very good promoter. I don't think he was a very good doctor, but he was a very good promoter. Don't forget, you were in the office, Rick, when we were having the big argument about should we close to China. And that was in January. That was really early. And I was the only
3: one that wanted to do it. I think you were there, and too. Listen, but sure I, I want to make one time. point clear on that. The intelligence <laughs> community told you that uh, it wasn't necessary and you overruled right. them. That is a fact. I don't care what the media says about right. that. That is a fact. You overruled and moved quickly to to close because you had a gut instinct about it and read the intelligence towards that uh, end. So I just want to make that point clear for all those revisionist uh, media types. Mr. President, are you you surprised that Dr. Fauci is still is
1: still employed, that he still has the same job when you were the president? Well, they keep him
2: because they think anybody that's against me, I don't actually think he's against me. I think he's just, you know, he's very confused. Look, he's come along with so many policies. Uh, Rick just said one. He said, no, no, leave it open, leave it open, leave it open. And then three months later, he said, I saved thousands of lives. He did say that, uh, that I saved tens of thousands of lives by making that decision. And we also, Rick, closed it to Europe because I saw what was going on in Europe. And we saved tens of thousands of lives. Those two decisions were very big, but especially the China one, because that was so early. Nobody nobody would have even, I think very few people would have done that. But that was a good decision. That was a very good decision. He, uh, he's been there for, what, 40 some odd years. Right. Uh, he is almost like a staple. And I think, frankly, uh, it was fun. Don't forget, I didn't listen to him too much, you know. Had I listened to him, it would have been not so good. But I, I did listen to his opinion. I respect everybody. I want people's opinion. Right. I listened to his opinion, and then I did what I think was right. And uh, we made a lot of great decisions that Anthony was against. And then ultimately, Anthony was with him. But then, you know, if you look at his views on masks, and he was actually saying masks were a bad thing. They don't play that flippery He You often, told people to
1: go on a cruise that, in early March.
2: Yeah, Yeah, no, he didn't want to. That's right. He didn't. uh, But he didn't like masks. Masks are terrible, terrible. All of a sudden, he became a radical masker. You know, it's a hard thing to do. Now, uh, anybody from our group, Rick, could not have gotten away with it because they would have played those statements over and over and over again. And they don't do that with Anthony. But they feel that Anthony was against me and I, I don't think that, I, you know, again, it's sort of interesting. I had this relationship with him. I knew him. He's a character. He's a, uh, he's an interesting guy, but he's a much better promoter. For instance, he told me he was a very good athlete. And then I saw him throw the baseball at the not Washington game. Not a good game, pitch. Not a good and pitch. And I said, I said, there's no good athlete that throws a baseball like that. Yeah, no, it's certainly not. Uh, Mr. President,
1: you, um, you, you come from a real estate background with your, with your dad. Uh, I was in one of your buildings in Manhattan uh, yesterday. We had a tragedy just south of mar lago in the Ball Harbor area, Surfside, Florida. Uh, this 12-story building built 1981, so before those Hurricane Andrew uh, building codes were put into place in the early 90s. Uh, what do you make of this? Did, should should the vice president, I hate to say this, but should she skip going to the border today and maybe travel to South Florida?
2: Or is it is that something that that wouldn't be appropriate right now no i think she should go to the border and i think she should uh, go to the real part of the border not a part of the border that's seldom violated right and i think she should do it and then she could come back and do this look the border is causing death at a level that nobody's ever seen before you know you have people dying in the deserts and they have no water and they're coming in by the thousands and they're coming in sick and they're spreading disease to our country and just unbelievable how bad it is and then she should go the building is being well handled by Ron DeSantis and the group and uh, there's not much they can do other than the first responders who have been so incredible but right. nobody can get very close to the rest of the building it's a very interesting thing because i built a lot of concrete frame and i looked at the frame that's a very light frame i don't know if you guys recognize it did you see how Thin those slabs are on the yeah, floor,
1: yeah.
2: and how thin those columns are, and you look at it and uh, our former great first lady said that it uh, looks like a very weak building. well, it was a very weak building. but when you look at that thin floor plate and you look at that those thin those little columns, it was uh, and it when it crumbled it became almost dust. there was some bad work going on over yeah. there, some bad construction work that was a That was not a building that if anybody saw that frame, that's not a building people want to live in, especially in a place with hurricanes and other things. So there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of thinking to be done. That's a terrible thing that happened. You see that Mm. you see that played over and over again, the collapse. It was just a total collapse. Yeah. But that was a structurally deficient building, in my opinion. Right now, 159 people still missing. Mm -hmm. So this could be
1: just a a cataclysmic tragedy for the administration and the American people. Absolutely. Absolutely
3: right. Mr. President, we're sensitive to your time. I know you don't have much uh, time to give us, but I want to ask you one more question at least, which is about our great First Lady that you brought up. Can you bring us up to speed on what Melania is doing? I know the American people... want to hear from her, want to see her, and uh, what is she up to?
2: Well, it's very funny. She's a very confident person. She was very successful as a model. She was very, very successful. And she is low-key, but not actually low-key, but she's low-key, and the people love her. For instance, I'm making a uh, speech on in Ohio where they're going to have big crowds. They already have them lined up. We're going to have big crowds uh, tomorrow night. And when I go there, there will be many, many signs. We love our first lady. We love our first and a lot of times they show a picture of a high heel, a shoe with a high heel. That's when uh, they scammed us when she went to a hurricane and in Texas and we left for Air Force One and she feels an obligation to be beautifully dressed representing the people of our country so she walked into the plane wearing you know looking great and then she had a bag and the bag was sneakers and a sweatsuit and all the things right and she got hammered for going to a hurricane that way you know etc etc and the high heels became a big thing anyway they love the first lady and the people and and you don't read that you don't read that and uh they, uh, the, the news loves to keep her out, and that's okay, frankly, with her. It's absolutely okay, you understand, Rick. She's got yeah. a lot of confidence, yeah, got a lot of confidence. Yeah. Well, make sure but, you send uh, uh
3: our love to her. doing We're a really her, great job. You know, I want to see more of her,
2: yes, please. I, I was telling her, she's doing a
3: really great job. She loves helping people,
2: she is a very outstanding <laughs> person, and and the people get it. You know, she do those de- decorations, the Christmas decorations. I love the decorations, that, Mr. Record?
3: President. I love them. She'd, she does do such a job and then get hammered. Well, when and you the, take fashion advice from the Washington Post reporter, I don't think that you're on the right track. That's right.
2: Well, I agree. I've, <laughs> I've seen that. and uh, but, but she did such a beautiful job around the White House. And with the Rose Garden, she rebuilt the Rose Garden, which was actually a much more difficult thing than it sounds. And right. it's now good for another 50 years. That included all of the wires and all of the everything under the Rose Garden that nobody sees. But it looks like uh, the dashboard of a boeing 757 it's really complicated stuff and and uh, she did a great job and uh, the people i can only tell you the people get it and they really like our first lady mr president final question for you and uh, we, we've got
1: to ask um if you're any closer to a decision about 2024 uh, and i know that if you decide not to be king you will certainly play king maker uh, as we get closer to well both the midterms and uh, the next presidential election in 2024 where are you right now with that
2: I think you're going to be thrilled. I think you're going to be very happy. We want a little time to go by. Maybe watch uh, what happens in '22. We're giving tremendous endorsements. Rick, I think we're 128 and two in endorsements. Uh, is everybody we endorse, and some people go up 40, 50, 60 points. Uh, Ron DeSantis is one, and I can. But I can tell you some bad ones. Okay, you know, I gave endorsements to Kemp. He was in fifth place. He had no chance. I endorsed him at the request of David Perdue, and uh, that didn't work out too well for, for the great state of Georgia. But, uh, you know, you give an endorsement sometimes, and it doesn't work out. But generally speaking, they've been really good and great people, and uh, it's, it's a very big thing doing it. And they, they just about always win, which, I mean, it's almost, I mean, some, some candidates go up 40, 50 points. You know, it's very interesting if you have time. For years, I've heard an endorsement means nothing. You get an endorsement for Ronald Reagan. It was a great thing to have, very prestigious, very nice, but it didn't mean anything. It it didn't move you at all. And then we came along with MAGA, but we came along, and an endorsement means, you know, can move somebody up 60, 70 points. It's uh, incredible. So... You know, it's an honor that 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 has happened, and it's a a great honor, and I take it very seriously. But I'll be making an announcement uh, in in the not-too-distant future. Right now, I'm helping a lot of people get into office, and we're fighting the deep state, and we're fighting radical left. Uh, They're after me, they're after Rudy, they're after you, probably, they're after anybody. They're vicious. They are. They're vicious, and they don't do a good job, and they're very bad for the country. Mr. President. Very, very, but I've been fighting them for five and a half years since I came down the escalator. I've been fighting them. (laughs) But these are vicious people. We know. And uh, I honestly believe they don't love this country. They don't love this country. They can't. With what they say and what they do, they cannot love this country. You know, Ronald
1: Reagan had a quote since he brought Ronald Reagan up. He he had a quote when he was running against Jimmy Carter. He said that a recession is when your neighbor loses his job. A depression is when you lose your job. And 1980 is when Ronald Reagan is going to lose. Uh, Jimmy Carter is going to lose his job. Do you think Joe Biden loses his
2: job in 2024? Well, based on what's happening with inflation, don't forget you haven't seen the kill of inflation. You see inflation happening, but you haven't seen what it does. I was there with Jimmy Carter meaning I was one of the people that was uh, you know, working in this country at the time, and prime rate went up to 21%, and the inflation right. was devastating. That was the worst. I mean, that was as bad as it gets you. We're going we're gonna to top those numbers, or we're going to come pretty close to topping those numbers. Look, we're, we're in for a period where lumber costs you twice as much now. Where, You know, when I left, it was $1.87 a gallon for gasoline. A dollar eighty-seven. Now it's three and a half dollars, and this is, you know, six months. Or it's not a long period of time, right. but the time does fly. I will say that, and we're working very hard on it, and we're also very, working very hard, not only for twenty-two and twenty-four, but we're working very hard to uh, show the corruption of what took place in twenty-twenty, and then we see what happens. But uh, Georgia is—they had a big victory yesterday in court, as you probably heard, and are reporting. Georgia, there was a big victory, and Arizona is going, and those senators are great, great patriots. I'll tell you, Karen Fan and Borelli and all of these senators, they are great patriots, and they'll be recognized as such, what they're doing with the forensic audit. And it's starting now in Pennsylvania. You have some great senators up there. It's starting, it's starting in Wisconsin. Uh, I think the people running the Senate in uh, Michigan, they'll be overthrown because I really believe they are uh, – Uh, There's something very, very wrong going on in Michigan. Uh, Detroit was one of the worst places, maybe the single worst place in the United States. And they're trying to pretend that nothing happened. Detroit was so and it always has been very, very corrupt with respect to elections, probably the worst in the country. And the Republicans there are trying to throw it under the rug. So I think they'll be primaried and they get them out of there because they're no good. But uh, there's, no one tremendous, be of uh, there's tremendous yeah. work going on in 2020. No and one you have
3: to know afraid- about it to go forward. Yeah, no one should be afraid of the transparency. Uh, it, it certainly shouldn't be a threat. Mr. President, I know you have to run. Thank you so much for joining us here on Newsmax. It's always a pleasure to see you, and all the best to Melania.
2: Well, thank you for doing such a great job, and I will see you soon, Rick, and Rob, and everybody have a good time. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. President.
1: Well, that was the 45th president of the United States there, Donald J. Trump, joining us
0: for uh, the... Get a little flavor
3: of, uh... of how he yes. Uh, operates. He's yes,
0: just Okay, we don't need to hear the rest of their conversation. All right. <laughs> what a conversation. Um, president Trump definitely touched on a bunch of topics there are worth considering. I think uh, some of the takeaways for sure would have been in regards to the vaccine. Now he even said it, he even said it. There are a group of people out there that just don't believe in vaccines. So I'm like, Hmm, Mr. Trump, Mr. The Trump, you know, when you're talking about groups of people that don't believe in vaccines, that you are most likely talking about the anti-vaxxers or perhaps those who fall into that, right or conservative aspect of politics. So, I mean, they're out there. Now, I can tell you guys for a fact, in my time in talking about vaccines, etc. you had to be very clear on how you approach that topic because uh, if you told someone you were against vaccines, they would look at you like you were crazy because after all, you know, polio, Measles, mumps, rubella, all that stuff was cured by vaccines. And our main fight at that time was basically against the um, uh, the correlation between over vaccinating a baby or an infant and them getting, you know, something like uh, autism and stuff like that. But the argument against the covid vaccine and indeed the mRNA gene therapy sessions that they give you through such vaccines uh, is a different argument. And it is right there in line with autism, you know, and and pumping your babies full of 30 vaccines in the first like few weeks of their, you know, uh, existence. So anyways, uh, but you know, to his credit, though, he does mention that he believes that vaccines should not be administered to the young people, because they can handle it with their God given immune systems. So, I mean, there's that, but uh, as we were having a chat in uh, uh, having a discussion in the chat room about it, the whole thing about it there is that, you know, if we receive that data, like why have, why has he not received that data? But at the same time, there's probably some sort of political measure going on there because after all he may be reinstated as a president or he may run again for president office. We're not gonna speculate on which it will be. Here at the C Report, we are going just to keep our ears to the ground and our eyes open, as well as our minds and our hearts to see what goes down in that regard to the future uh, involvement of one said President Trump, President 45. All right ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed that interview. We are not done here yet at the C Report. As you noticed, it does say Trump, Giuliani, and Matthew on the screen. So let's go ahead and head over into Rudy Giuliani. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on with America's attorney. He and Sidney Powell are America's attorneys, just so you know. Now, um, we won't be too long on this, Uh, We did have a a letter coming out from the, uh, I guess, the Bar Association of New York City. Uh, Basically, former New York City mayor and Trump attorney Rudy Giuliani was suspended from practicing law in the totalitarian state of New York on Friday. We kind of knew this was coming, guys. He was raided for no reason. They took everything but Hunter Biden's laptop. Uh, They're accusing him of violating the FARA. Act well. Act is part of Farah, anyways. But they're accusing him of violating that. Uh, They're saying he was working with the Ukrainians. They're projecting all their sins onto him, and when in fact they're really just wanting to dig up all of the dirt that he has on them, because undoubtedly and obviously this man has a lot of dirt on the deep state and the globalists and the Bidens specifically, and that is only because he was working on a case with hunter biden and the biden crime family's involvement in ukraine and the corruption that was happening over in that country and through the course of that discovery finding out exactly how the united states and certain presidential administrations were involved in the corruption in ukraine And it goes deeper, deeper, and deeper. So obviously, they need to get his number. They need to know what he's got. They need to know what info he has. They've gone after him. And now, they have suspended his license. They have suspended his license. The Appellate Division of the New York Supreme Court said it was immediately suspending Giuliani's license. The New York Times reported that Rudy Giuliani's New York law license was suspended for making false and misleading statements about the 2020 election as Donald Trump's lawyer. Now, you know that they had recently had a committee over there in Washington, D.C., and they were also claiming the same thing about Trump. In fact, I think they're also doing this to someone here in Texas, Ken Paxton. Ken Paxton, Texas's attorney general, is coming under the same... Fire, he's coming under the same type of attack in words. I speak um, uh, in regards to uh, misleading or coaxing or saying that there was some kind of uh, a coup happening here in the United States of America against President Trump. Riling up people. Ken Paxton is under attack for the same thing. President Trump is under attack for the same thing. Rudy Giuliani is under attack for the same thing for saying that the 2020 presidential election was fraudulent and stolen and rigged. Okay. So they're they are coming under it for it, guys. They are coming under it for it. Let's see what we got here. This is a statement. Let me go ahead and I'm gonna need to shrink this down a little bit. Pardon my shrinkage, guys. No pun intended. Okay, let's go. Now, this is a statement, uh, the letter against Rudy Giuliani. This is why. So we'll go ahead and review this real quick. It says, for the reasons that follow, we conclude that there is uncontroverted evidence that respondent communicated demonstrably false and misleading statements to courts." lawmakers, and the public at large in his capacity as lawyer for former President Donald J. Trump and the Trump campaign in connection with Trump's failed efforts at re-election in 2020. These false statements were made to improperly bolster respondents' narratives that due to widespread voter fraud, victory in the 2020 United States presidential election was stolen from his client. We conclude that respondents' conduct immediately threatens the public interest and warrants interim suspension from the practice of law, pending further proceedings before the Attorney Grievance Committee, sometimes AGC or committee. Now, we uh, read the statement from President Trump in regards to this. That's uh, why he was saying, take back America, ladies and gentlemen, because we're here, it's now. And uh, the the plus side from this, or perhaps the positive should you choose to see it that way would be that it is a temporary suspension, right? So as a temporary suspension, uh, you know, it it could be reinstated at some point in the future, but that we don't know as of yet. So we'll have to see what happens in regards to one, Mr. Giuliani and his law license. Uh, they're suspending it for a reason. What on earth Could they be suspending his license for a reason? What did I just do? Oh, no. Oh, sorry about that, guys. Uh, What on earth could they be suspending his license for? Well, oh my goodness, I did it again. Oops, I did it again. Okay, so it's okay, ladies and gentlemen. It's okay. These things sometimes happen. All right, now let's go ahead and what was my next pick for the screen? We got Giuliani. We got Giuliani. You got that one? Ah, uh, yes. Let's get this one on the screen. This is where we're going next, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. So why did they, uh, you know, suspend Rudy Giuliani's, uh, uh lawyer license? Um, why was John McAfee killed? Why, 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 why did a building go down in Florida? You know, like, I don't know. Some of the some of the streams I'm hearing kind of connect all of these things together. Right. You know, so what was going on a couple of days ago? We actually had Rudy Giuliani uh, represented by his lawyer, as well as Sidney Powell and Mike Lindell. All right. Now, they appeared in a court regarding the Dominion lawsuit. So you all guys remember, of course we remember Dominion. We know how uh, much of a scallywag Dominion is at infiltrating and you know changing the votes. Um, and all of that was involved in that, correct? So finally, finally they get to court, all right? Now Giuliani wasn't there in person per se. He had his lawyer representing him. But what did we have... Um, Dominion doing. Dominion went on a litigious um, uh, uh, suing spree. Uh, Fox News, Newsmax, all the outlets, anyone who had said that they, as a company, as a corporation, had rigged the elections and done voter fraud, etc. Okay, now we had all the data. Trump had all the data. The administration had all the data. Uh, the military had all the data. Uh, Matthew DePerno, constitutional lawyer up there in Antrim, Michigan, had all the data and has since presented it to inform the people of exactly how corrupt they are and what they have done. And uh, businesses like Fox and Newsmax folded against those lawsuits. Strong-willed Truth-seeking patriots such as Mike Lindell and Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani did not fold. So finally, they see their day in court. Now we have an article here from the Epic Times, the Epoch Times. That says attorneys for lawyer Sidney Powell, Rudy Giuliani, and My Pillow CEO Mike Lindell argued Thursday during a federal district court in the District of Columbia that a defamation lawsuit filed by elections technology firm Dominion Voting Systems should be thrown out. They argued that Dominion acted in a government capacity during the last election by providing counties with election software. As a result, their lawyer said the firm has to prove Powell and Lindell acted with malice when they made claims against the company after the November 3rd election, citing previous court cases that barred public officials from filing lawsuits against individuals who criticized them. Uh, It says here, according to Doug Daniels, an attorney for Lindell, that if you are criticizing the government, that is not actionable because they are administering the election. So, uh, you know, Dominion says you can't criticize us because, you know, we are who we are and we're not representing the government. But clearly they're the ones who are running the elections for the people. Uh, Clearly, they have all of the passwords for the super user administrative positions in Maricopa County, which they still have not received, by the way. Dominion has it, but they're not giving it to them. So if Dominion has super user administrator access to the routers and to the information in Maricopa County, clearly, if the Maricopa County, you know, supervisor board board of supervisors don't have that and the county does not have that then dominion or someone from their company or corporation must be running the election which means that they would be acting as a government entity right okay so dominion saying blah 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 dominion saying we're not doing that we're suing you you're defaming us but Clearly, they're acting as a government entity because they have those access passcodes. We'll lean back on Maricopa County for that, right? They have the access passcodes. They're not surrendering them. They have the ability to administer an election. So clearly, they are in a governmental entity position. So, Mike Lindell's lawyer saying you can't sue us for defamation because that's what that's what y'all are doing. Clearly, that's what they're doing. Um, so uh, this other reporter says, well, it says, but Tom Clare. Dominion's attorney, who filed the billion-dollar lawsuit against the three, pictured here, um, disagreed with the argument. He says, Dominion doesn't administer elections. Election officials do using the tools made by Dominion. That is a critical distinction. Well, I don't know. I guess we'd have to see, because... You know, I guess it gets it gets lost in the uh, the the uh, the changing doors, you know, the rotating doors that they have there. I mean, after all, we had an employee of Dominion for 10 years plus going over to the EAC as their IFO. You know, we have uh, Zuckerberg giving millions of dollars to. 2,500 counties plus throughout the United States. And we have his people running their elections and having access to their things. And there's no telling if Dominion's involved. We have Antrim County, where Matthew DiPerno, through his technicians, were able to prove that uh, the Dominion people could hack into the software or access it remotely, not to mention that they could change the votes. And we watched it on live television, you know? Um, Let's see here. It says Powell, Lindell, and several top Dominion officials appeared in the federal court. Giuliani did not, but he was represented by his lawyer. Giuliani, Powell, and Lindell previously filed motions asking a judge to toss Dominion's lawsuits against them, which the company opposed. It says here uh, in a statement from Dominion, we are excited to see this process move forward to hold people accountable and defend Dominion's good name. Dominion's good name, right. Powell's attorney, Howard Kleinhendler also asserted Thursday that she is protected and didn't act with malice because she used witness affidavits that were submitted in court. And lawyers for Powell and Lindell, meanwhile, argued that MyPillow and the fundraising website turned used by Powell shouldn't be able to be sued in Washington. So it sounds like this entire debacle is not even over whether or not Dominion is indeed uh, um, aiding voter fraud and that type of thing. It's over trying to clear their name from the lawsuit that Dominion threw at them for the claims that they made. Um, this is what Fox News and Newsmax like cowered to what Mike Lindell, Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani are fighting for right now to clear their names against this defamation is what Fox News and Newsmax. Newsmask is what I call it. It's Newsmask. They're masking over the fact that they're also a shill corporation. That's what I think about Newsmax. Now, does that mean that all of their reporters are bad? No, they do have some good reporters. But at the same time, as a company at the top compartmentalized Newsmask, is just one of those other operations that are meant to bring all the patriots and conservative and MAGA and America First people over because they're jumping off the fox boat, thinking that there's another good organization. Well, guess what? Newsmask is not that. Do they still have some uh, reporters with integrity? Yes. But overall, they bowed down to Dominion in spite of the fact that they reported on all of the fraud and they knew it themselves and the affidavits were there, I'm not going to give them any quarter, okay? I'm not going to give Newsmask any quarter. But these guys are fighting against that defamation lawsuit, you know? And if Newsmask is a First Amendment reporting journalist organization, I don't see why they could not have used, oh, we're just reporting on what they said, you know, so, but they bowed down. They could have said, we have the First Amendment. We were going based on the reporting of these affidavits. So we had no malice. So there's no reason why you should be suing us. Screw you, Dominion. But Newsmask did not do that. Newsmask settled, laid down and said, we will no longer talk about defamation. We will no longer talk About Dominion. We will no longer talk about voter fraud. Screw you, News Mask. I'm done. Okay. I listen to other news sources. I read my headlines other places. But the fact that these three individuals can fight against that and an entire news organization that's protected by the First Amendment can't do that says a lot to me about News Mask. Okay. They are masking the news. They are done. Screw them. I know that they're still going to be on the air but it's whatever. Okay, so that's just what Mr. C thinks in his humble opinion. Okay, it says here also in this uh, article, um, this case is part of a coordinated crusade by dominion to silence debate regarding a matter of the utmost public concern in a democratic society, the integrity of its elections. That was said by Lindell's lawyers, and they wrote that in the court filing It went on to say, plaintiffs are a private company hired by the government to perform the critical governmental function of helping to conduct free and fair elections. The freedom to speak openly in the public square about such subjects is a keystone foundational freedom of our democracy. It is under assault in this lawsuit, but Dominion attorneys have said that the three defendants Post-November 3, 2020, claims caused injury to the Toronto-based company. In lawsuits, the company said it suffered more than $600 million in lost profit and revenue, as well as other costs, while adding it spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on enhanced private security. Um, The harm to Dominion's business and reputations is unprecedented and irreparable because of how fervently millions of people believed it. Uh, It's lawyers wrote in a lawsuit against Rudy Giuliani. Um, So and as I said, you know, they also filed these um, uh, lawsuits against Fox News and Newsmask. Um, But uh, I mean, how much money did Mike Lindell lose? You know, Um, how much credibility has uh, Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell's reputation been put on the line? We see that Rudy Giuliani just had his law license suspended. You know, we know that Sidney Powell has been through the ringer with all of this. Will they be able to be satisfied for any of the damages that they suffered moving forward? One could only hope. We'll have to see about that. But, um, you know, it just goes back to this whole point that the evidence was there. The affidavits were there. We, the American people, know it's there. It's coming out. If you look at Georgia, if you look at what's going on in, in, in Arizona, Uh, And in Michigan, like those were the most obvious cases. I think all of the fraud, even though these cases were thrown out on technicalities when Giuliani and Trump were there fighting for that right um, uh, to prove the fraud, uh, it's all coming out in spades now through the people. So it just it makes no sense to me that these people can keep moving forward like that, but they will, because if they can get away with it, they will get away with it. But I don't see that happening unless they drop a nuclear bomb. And supposedly, Biden has been threatening patriots with nuclear warfare. I guess we'll see where that goes. I don't know. I was out the last two days. We're running a little late here at the Sea Report today. And I'm glad everyone is still sticking around. Let's see here. We got... We got some peeps coming into the uh, chat room. It's been a fun episode. Now, um, okay, ladies and gentlemen, total disclosure. We probably got at least a good 30 to 40 minutes left of the show. Um, we're almost on for 3 hours. We're we're at we're at 2:40. We got about I think at 30 hours my software cuts off. <laughs> So I'm going to get through this. Um, I do have a uh, John McAfee interview lined up for tonight's show. If you all are interested in seeing the John McAfee interview, please let me know in the chat room. Um, because if we cut off in the next 20 minutes, I may not be able to squeeze that in. But if you all are interested, I will come back on and show and air that interview with him. Uh, from what I understand, it's his last official recorded interview. Um, And he talks about a lot of stuff that's going on now surrounding his death because now at the 11th hour, we are finally getting into John McAfee. We spent quite a bit of time on President Trump and the chat recap because I love you guys uh but let's go ahead and head into this just uh let me know please uh if even if uh, just any response would be appreciated and if you guys do want to see the McAfee interview I will come back on the air but I think that the software cuts off at three hours so I'm just giving you guys a heads up in case I just vanish that's what's going on okay all right so let's talk a little bit about John McAfee now John McAfee this has been it's been in the news headlines for at least two or three days Uh, at least two days, right? Okay. We, we've probably all dug into what's going on with McAfee and all of this is kind of uh, together, you know, there, okay, well, we'll get into this in just a sec, but apparently, okay. So uh, we all know McAfee as the uh, creator of the software for, uh, what was it? Uh, Malware, spyware, protection, computer stuff, you know, Um, He was an eccentric software creator. That's how he's quoted to have been. And he was found dead in his prison cell in Spain. Now, uh, there's been speculation about how Spain as a country plays into this, because obviously you think about deep state uh, type of or globalist type of states, globalist type of countries, like would there have been any interest in Spain as a country to assist in his apparent suicide, right? And then there's also the question of whether or not he was suicided. Is he like an Epstein? Did he was he murdered, or do they say he was suicided, but they took him out, and now he's like talking and sharing all of his information? Of course, we all we have also heard that if he should ever end up dead, whacked, or suicided, that he would release what was that? Uh, he would release all of the information that he had on the deep state and the globalists. The internationalists, a uh, uh, politician or businessman, uh, apparently he had been collecting all of this data on the power players of the world uh, for however long. I mean, we're, we're talking about a man who looks like he's not a day over 49, and apparently he was 74 or 75, right? So he has lived a life. He's had time to collect oodles of data, I'm sure, and pardon me. Oh. Throat's getting a little dry, but here we have the seventy-five-year-old software inventor. I've heard, I've heard uh, quite a few of his interviews. <coughs> Excuse me. The man knew what he knew. Um. Total staunch, uh, like humans, human. You know. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Pardon me, ladies and gentlemen. It's not coronavirus round six, I promise. But uh, he he was a very down-to-earth, real person for being like a, a millionaire, billionaire kind of individual, right? Now, uh, this um, journal called El Pais reported the founder of McAfee antivirus, John McAfee, was found dead this afternoon in his cell in Bryan's 2 prison in Sant Estive de Vores, Barcelona, according to the police sources. The Mossos are investigating what happened, and everything points to a suicide as reported by the Department of Justice. So why the hell, I would ask, is the United States Department of Justice reporting on the suicide alleged from Spain, right? Like, it doesn't seem like it's their place. Why would they be concerned with that outright? Now, we know that there was a lot of scandal. He was on the lam for like, what, probably the last, I don't know, 10 years at least. Uh, faked a heart attack to get out of jail time, all this stuff. He knew if he was to be returned to the United States, just like Snowden. Sorry, not Snowden. Uh, What's that guy's name? Mm, WikiLeaks, man. If he was to be returned to the United States, just like Julian Assange, he would probably be murdered within one of the United States prisons, right? So anyways, uh, El Pais' report concluded McAfee was awaiting extradition to the United States after being detained by the National Police at El Prat Airport. So that was an official statement from a Spaniard journal. It says McAfee had been arrested in October 2020 at El Prat Airport in Barcelona at the request of the United States Justice Department. McAfee was accused of evading millions of dollars in taxes from money made during crypto trading. Now, I did hear in an interview where he said that he, in fact, did not make all of those supposed millions through crypto and that if he had, it had been paid out to other people, um, like as per like work or something like that. Uh, Now, as far as Spain is concerned and how Spain plays into that, we have to remember that Spain is a country that not only housed Seidel, which was a company that used software. Now Seidel as a company in general, received all of the election data to their networks in Spain and then pumped them back out to the world. That was the function of Seidel. So where people in Germany see that Donald Trump received 410, you know, electoral votes, you send that over to Seidel, the number changes and it vomits it back out to the United States that he received 200 and what, 17? That kind of thing. Seidel was based in Spain. Who else is based in Spain? We've talked about this on the C Report before, but probably before I was on the Foxhole app. Uh, You know, like Nestle's is based in Spain. Volkswagen is based in Spain. Amazon has headquarters in Spain. And the reason why they do that, so Spain has become a hub for globalist corporations. In other words, um, corporations that span around the globe and are not Uh, tied to the country of the United States or wherever it is might be from, you know, like Volkswagen, wherever it's from, Germany, right? Uh, Nestle, wherever they're at now, but they're all headed in Spain now. Uh, It could be a tax thing or what have you, but Spain is really quiet for big corporations to headquarter in their country. So Seidel was there again. And uh, according to an article I'm about to share with you guys, apparently... McAfee had also written the code for Dominion software. So with Giuliani, Powell, and Lindell being in court over Dominion with all of this coming out, obviously this man who allegedly had not only all this data on the globalist corporation heads of the world and you know heads of state, He may have also had the source code for Dominion to begin with, right? So this guy is definitely a danger to them, according to the speculation, because obviously this has not been released as foundation set yet, but this is what I'm hearing. I'm kind of parsing through all of my sources on this. Now, it says here also in the article, McAfee's penultimate post before his death was a meme about Jeffrey Epstein. We've already all heard this who also died by controversial suicide in a prison cell. The post caption read, how did this get started? It's popping uh, up all over the place. I never said Jeffrey Epstein was murdered. I said he didn't commit suicide. Not the same. Could be alive. Could have never existed. Maybe murdered. I don't know. I only know he did not commit suicide. Now, here's from McAfee's lawyer. McAfee's lawyer, his name is Javier Villa Vialba. Vill, Vill, Javier Vialba, said that um, deceased 75-year-old software pioneer McAfee told media outlet Reuters on Thursday that at no point had McAfee shown any special worry or clue that would lead anyone to believe he was going to commit suicide. The death of McAfee who repeatedly warned supporters that he would be suicided by the United States officials while in jail, has been described as a suicide by local Spanish authorities, though autopsy results have not been released. I had constant contact with him, Vialba said to Reuters. At no point had he shown any special worry or clue that could let us think this could have ever happened vialba added that he felt pain anger lack of understanding because it was not justified under any circumstance that this man remained in jail so that is from his lawyer javier vialba now um john mcafee's wife janice mcafee also spoke to reuters Um, In an article from the National File, it says the widow of software pioneer Janice McAfee has released her first public statement since McAfee's alleged suicide in custody on Wednesday, in which she blames United States authorities for his death and confirms that McAfee was not suicidal and had promised to all to call her later in the evening on the day of his death. He would never quit this way. He would never take his life in this way, she stated. John McAfee was not suicidal, Janice McAfee said on Friday. I spoke with him a few hours before he was found dead. We spoke about the court's decision to extradite him to the United States. It did not come as a surprise to either of us. We were prepared for that decision and had a plan of action already in place to appeal the decision. So clearly, people would probably try and say... McAfee committed suicide because he was going to be extradited to the United States, and he was afraid of what was going to happen to here once he was within the prison system of these United States of America. So they had a plan for it, and she's saying clearly he did not give up. They were already ready to act and appeal, whatever have you. He was not going to... It's the perfect cover story, isn't it? Anyways, the article from the National File continues. Janice McAfee also stated, I blame the United States Authority for this tragedy because of these politically motivated charges against him. My husband is now dead. She added, his last words to me were, I love you and I will call you in the evening. Those words are not words of someone who is suicidal. All John wanted to do is spend his remaining years fishing and drinking. He did not deserve to die in a filthy prison like a caged animal. It goes on. She said, we knew there would be an uphill battle to continue to fight the situation, but he's a fighter. He's always a fighter. And nobody that knows John that knows him even a little bit knows that about him. Janice McAfee said he would never quit this way he would never take his life I don't believe he did this and I will get answers Janice McAfee added I want answers of how this was able to happen so clearly the wife the lawyer they know that he would not commit suicide he would not do this kind of thing let's see there was an article that came out on vice now i don't trust vice farther than i could throw my mama and i would never throw my mama so i don't trust vice in fact i think vice has instilled uh some of their reporters into um you know uh op- uh controlled opposition type of um you know uh segments in to Patriot and Q anon categories, believe it or not, uh, but they actually talked about Q anon in this article regarding John McAfee because apparently, after his death, a giant letter Q and I could say Q because I'm not on freaking YouTube. They posted a Q on his Instagram, and I'm sure all of you guys know about this already, obviously, right? Uh, but according to Vice. Now, this is just some controlled opposition reporting. I'm I'm telegraphing what the enemy is saying for you guys out there. Vice says, according to QAnon, McAfee was assassinated by the deep state or is still alive or may have even been the anonymous poster known as Q. Now, to me, it makes sense that um, now that Q is over, uh, because Q was there through the presidency of Trump and anything afterwards, I think is highly questionable. Right. Now that Q is over, because Q is meant to get us to act, not to sit around on our loyals and root for the team. Right. Q is meant for us to get up and do something, not just root for people. Right. And, And get excited over shit like that. It makes sense that something like Vice, Vice might very well be the entity that has co-opted the Q movement, if you think about it. I mean, they're the ones putting out specials on Q. They're the ones who are like uh, opining over Q and the Q movement, you know, aside from other uh, such entities. But Vice magazine, big time shill, propaganda magazine. I would not be surprised if Vice is the entity that co-opted the Q movement. I mean, in my research and the things that I look at and the people that I see, that makes the most sense to me. And now they are driving the narrative because they are driving the narrative against anyone involved in Q and also Q itself. And I think, you know, I think the whole goal of Q right now is just to keep people complacent and comfortable on their couches and in front of their laptops and their phones happy with what is being reported by this co-opted shill of Q into doing nothing because apparently if Dan Scavino and Donald Trump are still posting on Q, then we don't have to do anything. We don't have to be worried because they're taking care of everything. So we'll just sit back with our popcorn and enjoy the show. Bullshit. Okay. So according to this report, it says QAnon says McAfee, assassinated by the deep state or still alive or may have been able to uh, been the anonymous poster known as Q. So now they're saying McCarthy was Q, right? One poster even claimed that he was snatched by Q because he wrote the encryption that protected the Dominion voting machines at the center of the election fraud conspiracy promoted by Q Anon. So now I'm like, where are you getting these posts from? Oh, Vice Magazine. Where are you getting this information? Like, where are you going that you have QAnon's posting about this speculation about John McAfee? And don't you realize that people who are awake to Q are a lot smarter than to just sit around and watch, you know, some dingbats talk about on their game plan of what's going on with QAnon. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. I think that they're all part of the same smorgasbord, if you ask me. My spidey sense says, as an independent individual who has nothing to do with this and has never, ever been part of the queue proper, like, I mean, I heard about it in 2020, guys, and this is just an outside opinion. A stranger for a while can see for a mile, and I'm telling you, these people are probably all working together. Whomever is doing these QAnon posts, they're probably working with Vice. They're probably getting funded by Vice. They're probably laundering their money some very smart and specific way, you know. And it says uh, one of the tales being told was that the post was the result of what's known as a dead man switch, meaning a device or software that is activated when its owner dies. So we have to see. John McAfee said that, uh, you know, if I die or if I'm off, I'm going to release, what, terabytes of stuff. And apparently he was collecting data on all the globalists and all of the corporation heads and all of the politicians and all everything. Apparently this man had collected it all. And I even saw this thing where he was talking about how he was addicted to, like, human meat. Guys, I'm pretty sure that was a troll. I'm pretty sure when I watched that clip, I'm pretty sure that was a troll and I think if you really believe, I don't know, it seemed like a troll to me. It seemed like he was trolling people who actually do that shit that eat humans and children. That's what it seemed like to me. Uh, he looks good for 75 but he doesn't look that good. Like he doesn't look like Tom Cruise good. You know, he doesn't look like, oh my goodness, I saw this movie the other day and I was like, wow, up until about three years ago, all of you 70 year old women look like y'all were 40 and now y'all look like y'all are 80. Anyways, I'm getting off my, uh, I- I'm going full woo-woo here, guys. <laughs> we're going full woo-woo here on the Sea report tonight. Okay, anyways, so let's go ahead and wrap this up. Um, let me go ahead and see. just be quiet you he look to me he doesn't he's obviously 70 he was 75 at the time of his death just be but he did not look that to me i've i've met 50 year olds that look much older than him believe you me anyways uh let's see uh yes saw the queue oh god everyone kind of piled in here recently let me see what's going on hold on hold on ladies and gentlemen what is going on here? Sorry for the dead air, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry for the dead air. Uh, let's see what we got. Always sex sleeping good at night. Did you see Parody was confession? If that was that the parody? I don't know. I don't know if that was the parody or not. Yeah, I just I saw something and I was like because I saw some other people that were like, did you hear he eats people? And he was obsessed with people. And I was uh, eating humans. And I was like, so I saw this one thing. And I was like, is that real? Because it sound, it looked pretty fake to me. So if it was a parody, I'm happy that it was a parody. Trust me. Uh, let's see here. I don't know. We may not get to the, uh, the uh, John McAfee interview today. It's a pretty good interview. It's a pretty good interview, but I think I could. Oh, it's three hours. We're still going. Oh, maybe we'll still go. Okay, we'll see what's up. All right. Okay, let's keep going. All right, we're almost done, guys. See, report's almost over. All right, everyone, thanks for hopping in. Must mean that a lot of the main shows are cutting out for tonight on the Foxhole app. All right. We're looking good now. Okay, cool. So let's wrap it up here with John McAfee. Uh, we were talking about Trump McAfee and Giuliani today. Uh, so, so as we said, he was arrested. I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. So he, of course, as you guys know, said that he, he would not consider committing suicide. That was not his way of doing things. Um, and that he would release a dead man Switch with all this information. We'll see what happens in that regards, right, ladies and gentlemen? We'll see what happens in that regards. But in the meantime, in between time, let's go ahead and play this interview, uh, and we'll wrap the C-Report with this interview. I will definitely see you guys on the other side. Uh, but this was, I believe, one of his last interviews in 2020, um, or so- sometime in 2020. 20- it might have been about fall 2020 when he did this interview. And uh, it basically, you know, he he talks about a lot of stuff. You guys might have seen it already. He's got a lot of them out there, but I just thought I would air this for you because it seems to be the most clipped out one currently. And uh, yeah, let's just go ahead and get this, guys. We'll roll this beautiful bean footage. I'll see you guys on the other side. Hang on tight, ladies and gentlemen. I will be in the chat room. Today we're with John
4: McAfee. This is a real honor. I actually interviewed one of your... um counterparts for the 2016 election austin peterson oh, um, you
5: know austin I, I love austin i'm sorry that he's not running this year
4: oh i guess he's got a, a dj gig now just doing a radio station <laughs> well, he's a talker man so it fits well it, you know he's something else I, I, I like austin okay listen Every four
5: years, he's going to get more and more polished. And I think another four years, he might run for
2: president and win. Right, He's got that. He's got that charisma. Uh, he's got that.
5: Uh, that uh, whatever it's called.
4: Well, almost an encyclopedic knowledge of the Constitution, which is quite helpful.
5: That he, that he does, yes, indeed.
4: Now, is it John McAfee or McAfee?
5: The first McAfee. Although, listen, this is what my parents told me, and they lied about the Easter Bunny, about Santa Claus, about the fucking Tooth Fairy. So I don't know what I can trust from what they told me.
4: I'm just saying. Okay. Well, is that what led you into a parapetic lifestyle? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. Now, a uh, question for you. Are you running for president at this time? Not running, or are you just on the run?
5: Well, I'm definitely on the run. That's definitely, but no, I'm running for president and for vice president. I discovered that the uh, Libertarian Libertarian bylaws do not prevent a person from running both for president and vice president. So, uh, given that, I mean. For example, I, I could pardon myself uh, as I could pardon the Vice President, you realize that? I, if I were to win, I could go, okay, I'm pardoning my Vice President. Um, he meant nothing. He meant nothing by his offenses.
4: Do you have anything to pardon yourself for?
5: No, sir, I do not. <laughs> the U.S. government
4: thinks otherwise. Uh, okay, okay. So. Now, I know that you're not necessarily a giant fan of the CIA.
5: <laughs> that, that, probably, uh, Eric, is the understatement of the century. But go ahead. Yes.
4: Well, I'm curious, not only with the uh, CIA, because I know you've talked about it in the past with the different wars and how they're controlling presidents. What are your thoughts on economic hitmen?
5: <laughs> you're in an area where I have no real information. Um, I can speculate but I, I, I don't like speculating and I will defer, demur if, if that's all right with you oh, perfect. I, I, don't, I, I do know this um, the CIA does in fact manipulate both our presidents and every member of Congress through their <laughs> clever social engineering uh, that not just America but uh, the CIA that that orchestrated my um uh, almost captured in um, the Bahamas uh, and uh, orchestrated when uh, Janice and I left the Bahamas and went to Cuba. They orchestrated, I ensure, the unofficial uh, request to Cuba to return us to America. Uh, uh, this was something uh, Janice and I were just swooped up <laughs> at, after being in Cuba for two months. Bye the Cuban military and taken to an army base. I thought, good God, it was a firing squad. No, but we were in a very comfortable area with easy chairs and, and a general, a Cuban general came in and, and said, Mr. Michael, we are so sorry, but the American government has, um, has asked uh, us to return you to America. Um, we were disinclined to do that, however, you are now a serious problem for us. Do you understand? We're giving you 72 hours to uh, leave Cuba and never return. <laughs>
4: <That's> <laughs> so, crazy. Did. I'm surprised. No, that, I surprised. mean, no, come no, on, please, please.
5: No, if I, I,
4: I've no. been in Cuba, not on our it, side, but on the other well, side, I was in Autonomous well, Bay taking care of refugees. And it's oh, so never, weird I've, to me. I, I, I was in Havana, I was in, uh,
5: no. Beautiful country, wonderful people. No, well, listen, uh, the U.S. government parks warships off of Cuba at least three times a decade. This threatens threatens that, and Cuba's a small country, 90 miles on the And so they have balls to even say, no, we're not going to return it. But to get me out of the country as quickly as possible, they don't want to have to do anything. Hey, you know, we thought about it, but he's gone. Um, so we went into it, took us four and a half days at sea. Um, the CIA got to the Dominican Republic before us. That's where we were going. We told no one where we were going. As we pulled into port, we were surrounded by the army and arrested, the Dominican Republic army. And they said, like everybody, the Bahamas, before we left the Bahamas, the government said, please, you need to go back to America. Uh, Cuba said they asked us, but we said no. The Dominican Republic just arrested us and said, you're going back. Uh, fortunately, I, I've been around this block a few times, and, and then my lawyers after four days managed to get us uh, <laughs> uh, deported to England in southern America. Because you're on um, there, right? No, 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 it's a long story. Oh, <laughs> no, okay. I, I, I not, you did not. I do have a decision. Yep, ask for it. But no, uh, England, uh, listen, England would have turned us over uh, to America in a heartbeat. However, we arrived on a fucking uh, <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> all government offices all over the world are closed oh, on weekends. So, a request from anywhere to extradite someone, first of all, it's going to take two or three days, even if it's not a weekend. <laughs> but I knew it would not be processed till Monday morning. Um Sunday morning we went underground, left England, obviously,
2: else I would be in America now. And our, our location is, is now
5: undisclosed. But no, no, England would have turned us over. I promise you that.
4: <laughs> How did they know where to find you? Ooh. Oh, well, they, you said they beat you to Dominican Republic. and We're talking
5: about the CIA. Do you realize they have 2,000 satellites that watch everything, every fucking car in the world, every boat, every person. They can read a license plate, a license plate from 300 miles away in space. So that was a piece of cake for them.
4: So are they just toying with you? Because, I mean, it seems like if they really wanted you, they could describe it. <laughs> Being arrested is not toying, I promise
5: you. No, they're seriously trying to get me. We escaped from the Bahamas six hours before they came to collect us. Why? Uh, I knew they were coming. And believe it or not, six hours afterwards, the owner of the auto said, "Whoa, well, We were invaded uh, by the, uh, the Bahamians. Um, uh, the army to collect us. Uh, no, good God, they—they tell they the owns the world. Please, uh, in Cuba, they knew we were in Cuba because we were thumbing up our nose and saying, "Hey, we're in Cuba, come get us." I knew they would. I, I you know, I figured three to four months. It happened in two. I figured at least I'd get a week in the Dominican Republic, and before they tried to get me. But no, they were waiting for us. So are you, well, you get, toying with them? Fuck no. They're not people to toy with. I'm just trying to avoid them. Okay, and I'm just wondering.
4: I didn't know. That's what I was
5: asking. I just, you're coming in. Yeah. in a place where I'm safe. <laughs> They're coming for me anyway, whether I thumb my nose or not. Do you understand? They need to shut up. I have not paid taxes in 10 years. I will never, ever pay taxes again. Neither should you. Neither should... Anybody in America is unconstitutional, illegal, and cruel beyond conception. So, I paid over $50 million in taxes. I have not received $50 million in services. I'm not paying one penny more ever. If I have to run forever, they will not ever get a penny from me. So, um, this is the problem. So... They left me alone. I haven't paid for 10 years. For eight years, they ignored me going, we, we know McAfee. If, if we arrest him, he will make a loud fucking noise. And I'm i still making a loud noise, even not in the country. So for eight years, they ignored me. Now, I started going on the international stage with cryptocurrency. I was doing six to seven conferences internationally every year. Um, and what was I saying? If you don't want to pay taxes, here is how not to do it. Privacy coins and cryptocurrency and distributed exchanges. No one ever will know anything about your financial situation. <laughs> well, that seemed to tip the balance. Um So January of last year, on January 22nd, they convened a grand jury charging me with tax fraud, even though, fuck me, your know, tax fraud is lying on your tax returns. I haven't filed a fucking tax return, okay, which is not against the law. It's not against the law not to file. The IRS can then say, okay, we're going to take your house, your car, and all of your money, and it's up to you, go to court, to sue them, to get it back. No, they just left me alone. Now they're saying, tax fraud, I've lied on my tax return. I can file a tax return. How could I possibly have lied? <laughs> but that's a different story. Doesn't matter, they will win if I ever get back to the States because uh, it's America and the government always wins. If they want you, they will manufacture whatever is required to silence you, meaning put you in prison in some basement Never do you for me. So, so no, I'm not going to pay taxes. ever. I don't give a shit. They can torture me. You won't get another penny for me, America. End the fucking story. And if you have a conscience, and if you believe in the truth, neither will you ever pay taxes. Stop, people. uh, How do you stop? Use cryptocurrency, privacy coins, <laughs> and distributed exchanges. The government will never again, ever know a thing about your finances, how much you made, what you spent. We don't use money anymore. We don't use dollars, euros, nothing. We can't have bank accounts elsewhere. <laughs> we would be discovered. We can't have credit cards. If we use the credit card, they go, aha. McAfee just charged something in uh, in Belarus. He's there. Let's go find him. No, we can't have those things. All of my income is cryptocurrency. All of the things that we buy is cryptocurrency. Food, cars, bulletproof shoes. There's nothing you cannot buy with crypto. And if you want a job, if you have a certain talent, there is no job in the world that you can't find somebody who will hire you and pay you only in crypto. As long as you leave the so, States, right? Doesn't no matter if you leave the States. Well, no, you don't have to leave the States. I had to leave the States because they filed charges against me, not for using crypto people, but for lying on those tax returns that I never filed. That's why they want me. Um, so he goes, crypto, I mean, what can they say about it? You use crypto, so what? Not illegal, the fact that you don't know jack shit about what I'm doing with it, <laughs> who cares?
4: No, Ken, do though? Yeah, serious.
5: In crypto, for fuck's sake, no one can find out. That's the issue, listen, it's gonna be fucking illegal in America within
4: a year to use privacy coins. Oh, I'm sure, but can't they raid the servers and find the people, ultimately? The people, I mean, ultimately, we're talking about digital, um, we're talking about data, bits. They've got to be stored somewhere or transferred one way or another. Can't that be intercepted or shut down?
5: Crypto, it can't be seen. It can't be understood. If it's privacy coins, there is no fucking way to know who made the transaction, when, where, what it was about. Not possible,
4: my friend. What if they just want to yeah. shut down the whole currency? I, I'm just I'm asking a genuine questions, like, yep. Yeah. Whoa, 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 what whoa was you, it? They just it can't it. Be, it can't be
5: shut down. Do you understand? Cryptocurrency is the first currency with its is entirely distributed. There is no central authority. There is nothing. How can you? You can't nobody can shut down Monero it's not possible it's simply it can't ever be done neither can anybody ever know who's using it or for what listen it would be great for governments if they could this is why they're so stuff. they're powerless to shut it
2: down God himself unless he changed the laws of mathematics
5: where 2 plus 2 is now 3 or 7 or 22 God could not shut this down without changing the laws of physics. So, no, this is the beauty of crypto people. It is your key to freedom. If you truly want financial freedom, and financial freedom is the talking root of all freedoms. Because without financial freedom, if you're using the U.S. dollar, the yen, the British pound, the euro... Without that, you can't pay for your kids' tuition in school, can't buy food, can't pay your rent. You are entirely a slave to that fucking currency. Free yourselves, people. Privacy coins that you exchange, yes they're gonna be outlawed. So was marijuana for seventy-five fucking years in America. Did that stop? a single Person from smoking it, okay. <laughs> I don't think so. Sure course, i They kind of
4: slowed them down.
5: <laughs> I've been locked up 14 times in this world. Wow, half up smoking weed. Who gives a flying fuck? If you believe something, people, god damn it, act on it. Don't talk about it. If you cannot walk the talk, then shut
4: the fuck up. Let's let's pivot to COVID, because I feel like this is closely related. We're talking about, well, uh, you've been talking about a lot lately, and there's a lot of government control that is taking place with the um, COVID situation.
5: Yeah, it's called a situation rather than a pandemic, because it is not under any stretch of the imagination. (laughs) A a pandemic. Please, God, do you realize, what is it now? It's May, almost. Mm -hmm. May. Things went around for five months. In the world, the entire fucking world, it's killed. 228,000 people as of today. Oh, horror. No, it's a nothing. There are 7.8 billion fucking people in this world. What do you think the flu kills every goddamn year? Every year, 650,000 650, people three times what COVID has, doctors are now saying it. it's less deadly than flu. Stanford did a study last week saying it's less deadly than the flu. Oxford University today released a study saying it's less deadly than the flu. Stop the lockdown nonsense. Japan never locked down. It is the most densely packed country in the world where they jam. People on subways. You ever seen these videos of people in Japan where police or not police pushing are pushing them in? Yeah. That's so happening. Japan never locked down. What's their death rate? The lowest of every country in the world. And they just said, "We're not locking down." That's insane. More people
4: will die if you lock them down, which is true. So, it's, wh- is it? I think you've talked about it before. Is it a comorbidity type of situation, though? Like if you're uh, dying of a heart attack, but you have COVID, they'll say it's COVID?
5: Absolutely. Listen. Okay. Why does America, by the way, America has only 4% of the world population and 28% of the COVID deaths. Now, <laughs> it's one of those numbers. That's seven times the world average. Now, either are the U.S. Uh, medical system is the worst in the world, worse than Nigeria, worse than the Congo, uh, or uh, we have more poor people than anybody, or doctors are diagnosing COVID because for every diagnosis of COVID, how much do they get? Thirty-nine thousand fucking dollars from the U.S. government part of this two-trillion-dollar bailout you got oh someone's designed to do you know we need to save that life if they're diagnosed with covid they don't even have to die <laughs> just have to be diagnosed now if i'm a doctor i have a house payment and i'm in a you know a situation where people i got a hundred or you know 50 people a day coming through and i go you know what If I diagnosed all 50 with COVID, I'd made one and a half million dollars in one fucking day. Now, you might say, well, no one does that shit. Human beings are much more honest, compassionate, and and, uh, truthful, no one's going to do that. Well, maybe, maybe, but I think, my friend, or some of you people listening, if you knew you can make one and a half million dollars a day by only doing one thing. I've seen this patient, I've diagnosed COVID 19.
4: I so get so You're million. saying, in other words, it's a cobra effect. Oh, what now? You're saying, in essence, it's the cobra effect. In the- I have no idea, yeah. answer. I, I don't get out. Know, what this cobra effect? In the 1800s, India had a problem with cobras. And England, when they were in there, they were saying, hey, we're going to give you a bounty for every cobra you kill. Yes, Just, you know, b- bring him um, in and we'll pay you the money. So, well, here's the a, Indians got smart and they real, started to breed cobras. They were real cobras, probably. No, they However, were, they were breeding them in order to get more money. <laughs> yes. This is the fucking cobra effect.
5: <laughs> yeah, thank you for um, enlightening me on uh, Indian history. I was all aware of that. Yeah. Yes, of course. Unless you actually believe that doctors and hospitals are above uh, things like greed. Maybe, maybe no doctor is greedy. But I want to tell you now if you have a patient sitting in front of you and they have a <laughs> LRTI, a lower respiratory tract infection, and the options are pneumonia. <laughs> common cold, the flu, and 200 other options, or COVID-19, and you go, well, you're not sure who's gonna put down COVID-19. That simple stroke of a pen made you 39,000 fucking dollars from Medicare, which is what the majority of people who check into hospitals have. Please, people. Now, maybe I'm cynical. Maybe, maybe a doctor that, that's faced with the opportunity to make a million dollars a day goes, "No, I'm just going to make my, my normal uh, two thousand dollars." And he,
4: maybe I am so cynical that people don't do that. Can However, to be that China lied. I mean, in fairness, is it possible that China has a lot more deaths than they're recording? Who cares?
5: Who cares? We all we have to do is look at the deaths in America, especially New York. Do you realize New York, where there are fourteen thousand deaths, two hundred and fifty times the death rate of the top ten largest cities on the planet, half of which never locked down. Tokyo, the largest city in the world, never locked down twice the population of New York, three times four times. New York is 8 million, Japan is 27 or 7, four times the population of New York. New York had 14,000 deaths. How much do you think that Tokyo had? 93. And I fucking promise you, if you think the Japanese are fudging numbers, you need to look at Japanese history. If anybody were telling the fucking truth about anything, it's Japan. Now, the truth may be very unpleasant, but I'm sorry if Japan tells it.
4: Yeah, yeah, Germans, the same thing. Yeah. Germans love to document it. Yeah. Yeah. the Germans <laughs> are gonna
5: lie. The Japanese, no, it's like they don't have time. Why? They've been like Japan's been around for <laughs> three thousand fucking years. They have learned. If you lie, it comes back and it costs money. So fuck it. Just tell the truth over. No, the most packed. Densely packed city in the world where they jam the people on the trains. 93 deaths, 93 in five and a half months. And New York, 14,000, 250 times the death rate. Why? In New York, you get $39,000 if you diagnose COVID. In Japan, you get jack shit. <laughs> so, Doctors go, ah, uh, let's test it for pneumonia. Okay, pneumonia C1 is probably that they test them. Yeah, I thought so, and then they do what they do.
4: So, okay, other than the doctors getting rich off of this, what is the point? I mean, who is really behind it or benefiting from it? Is it that there are no. governors who are getting more control that they never had before?
5: No, no, what no. Is it? It's the mainstream media. Let's think about it. Who has benefited from this? Um the mainstream I've heard
4: you say that and I, I want to push back if I can.
5: You may, please, but let's let let me first explain oh, something. Go for it. Yeah. It's the mainstream media who uses words like the horror or staggering numbers. Staggering numbers, a quarter million people out of 7.8 billion. The flu kills three times as many. Give me another lot. Okay, so they're using all this. What is the value? No, don't listen to the mainstream and go, oh my God, or advertising resumes, oh, no. Fuck that shit. What's the value of a media company? It is the number of eyeballs times the amount of time those eyeballs are glued to that fucking screen. Now, before um, COVID, We were spending most of our time at work, commuting to work. On weekends, we go to movies, we take our family to the park. No, we're spending a very minority part of our time glued to the television. Now, what is it? 24 fucking hours a day, the entire world glued to the news, to this, to that. They have gained a value increment of a factor of 10 please God, you tell me they are not the fucking beneficiaries.
4: Well, I'm not sure, and this is why I wanted to push back a little. I'm the first one to say the media is in love with breaking news. I mean, the cry on. They've been doing this even before COVID. Breaking news, breaking news, breaking news. Every five minutes is breaking news. Trump sold us out to the Russians. You know, there's always some hyperbolic thing. However, there is a problem in this that I see that If I can't go to stores because they're locked down, stores are pulling back their advertising dollars without the cash, how is that benefiting? Also primaries in the presidential election is one of the number one sources for money for the media and that's not even flowing through. So I'm not completely disputing, I'm just saying that I do see that there may be a a problem in that in terms of the cash, or do you think that later they'll pull it out?
5: Please God. Uh have you ever watched um, uh, an emerging technology in terms of the corporations and businesses and entrepreneurs who are latching onto to it? Like Google.
4: Yeah, or computers Google. in the 80s when you had all the different companies.
5: Funding. Google. Yeah. 14 years did not make a single dime. Not a fucking dime for 14 years yet. Investors kept throwing money at it. Why? I mean, they would own all the world's information. And at some point, which has happened a long time ago now, not, who would become the world power. And if yeah. you do not if you do not think this collection of eyeballs for two fucking months, on, I don't care what channel, you know, uh, KBC News in Kansas City, <laughs> in two months they're going to rake in the fucking money because of a thing called habituation habituation you sit a person down for a goddamn month locked in watching something (laughs) you're locked it's like it's like heroin
4: (laughs) you can't go a day without it anymore that's something interesting that i thought of too is this the end of sports because people are habituating to go see (laughs) baseball (laughs) I hope so. I never fucking watch sports. I'm I'm sorry. Using the reverse example that people are developing new habits from things that they were doing in the past. And you're right. A month or two months is enough to establish a new habit. Two months? Jesus God. Two months of habituation like the CIA.
5: (laughs) You know, this has got to be their dream. Although I do not think, I really don't think (laughs) that they cause all of this, although they could. I don't, I just can't believe our government, because I really believe the CIA is a patriotic, a truly, probably the most patriotic of all American institutions. They're just misguided. They've forgotten that we have a constitution. <laughs> and they have taken over. And maybe for the better, I don't fucking know. I mean, listen, there are CIA agents. They can speak 35 languages fluently without a fucking accent now you find me a president that can do that cia people know the intricacies of world government interactions the the alliances the political alliances the religious issues, the cultural issues, the language issues. And yet they the blunder all the time. Is that because of pride? Which is not, party? you think fucking presidents don't blunder. You take a man like whoever is a career politician or someone of average intelligence with great you know, uh, financial power who becomes president, what a stupid thing to do. We Here's what we need to do, people. We need to do what our, our first election did, where George Washington said, I ain't doing it. Fuck you people. I'm an old man. I served America through six fucking years of one of the most horrendous wars in the world. I was general of the goddamn Continental Army. I suffered. I lost a fucking toe from frostbite. I just want to fish. On the Potomac goddamn river. And as I understand, the Potomac River back then was one of the greatest fishing spots on this fucking planet. Sure. But they said they shamed him. It was Ben Franklin who fucking did it. He sat the motherfucker down and he said, George, let's look at the options. Me? I do nothing but drink and chase women. (laughs) And okay, Thomas Jefferson? The motherfucker can't find. His bifocals. <laughs> John Hancock, yes. The most beautiful signature in the world, but nothing else. No, there was nobody. No buck could possibly have been our first president. Yeah, the mother the king. And so they drug him, kicking and fucking screaming into the presidency, which he performed.
4: there's there's another thing I don't know if you're aware of but you know how representatives only have a two-year term
5: well I'm sorry we've run out of time Uh, I've got an an interview in three minutes one more question
4: all right Uh, thanks a lot for coming on and where can people find you
5: Uh, I only am I'm on Twitter I'm like Trump and Elon Musk and everybody else I have a Facebook account and I but trust me, I haven't even looked at my Facebook account for five years. No, so Twitter is the only thing. Official at, McAfee? At Official McAfee. Uh, find me there. Um, one of the things you will find is that I actually relate to my user base, and every fucking tweet, I will answer at least the first 50 comments. So wow. you might be lucky. Be one of the first. All right? Thank you so <laughs> much for your time. And thank
0: Thank you, Eric. I appreciate it. I'm sorry to have to leave this up. No worries. Damn! Okay, guys. So I'm pretty content that my um, internet uh, you know, podcasting, live streaming software did not give it out on me because it says at three hours, it cuts off. Right? That it's We made it to three and a half hours. And I'm glad I got to play this interview for you guys because in talking with you guys in chat, Apparently a lot of y'all haven't seen this interview. So did I find the one last John McAfee interview that people haven't seen? This man is high as hell. (laughs) Reminds me of Hunter S. Thompson, you know, but the thing about it is apparently he was a very high functioning, whatever he's on. You might want to think about that when you think about someone like Hunter S. Biden. I am not a fan for sure, but that man was definitely a high functioning crackhead. Or meth addict, you know there is a difference between meth and crack and cocaine. Who knows what any of these people are on, honestly. But yeah, that was a that was a stark, interesting interview. Brought up a lot of good points. I could tell by the chat that he had brought up a lot of uh, topics and subjects that were, you know, we were we were right there with them. We were talking about it. Woo-hoo, says Empress, Empress Bitch to you. We're going woo-woo on the Sea Report. No, we're not. I promise you. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to release the scratch off now. That was that was a great interview, guys. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad I stuck around. I'm glad you guys stuck around. I'm glad it worked. We're releasing the lotto ticket now. Go get them, ger. Go get them, girl Get them all. All right. Now, as for the C Report, ladies and gentlemen, we will be back tomorrow on a Saturday to make up for lost time from the last couple of days. No hard feelings. And also, if President Trump is on the air live streaming somehow for his rally in Ohio, we will be here. So look for the sea report tomorrow. We will definitely on just by a way of reminder on Tuesday of next week on the 29th, the sea report will be on about 3 PM central time. And I will also be a guest on loyal to the foils show at 7 PM that same night. So you'll get two doses of Mr. C if you're into it, if you're not check out the replay, it ain't going to hurt nobody. And uh, we'll see how that goes, but we had a great time tonight. You guys are awesome. Glad I hung around, glad I stuck around. Glad that my software worked (laughs) because I was afraid it wasn't. Oh, John, no. (laughs) Where did you go, John? Where did you go? Okay, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you guys had a good night tonight. Before I sign out, I'm going to scratch off my scratch off ticket so I can get my gold pills, but we will see you guys tomorrow on the Sea Report. Don't forget, we also have Lone Star News on Sunday. And uh we'll catch up with all of the uh chat uh, recap tomorrow, as well as the gold pills. Just real quickly, Blonde Blue Lady Q pilled by the rabbit, joy for Trump, just V looking up, derailing, uh, and also 123 SKG and WC Cranop. Thank you guys for the gold pill donations tonight. I most definitely appreciate you all for that. And I, I really I appreciate I appreciate the audience either way. So thank you all again, and uh, we will see you guys mañana, as they say here in Texas. Doubt that Kamala could say that because no one wants to see her, honestly. No one cares about Kamala. No one cares about Kamala. But thanks, guys, again for a great night. We'll have more to talk about tomorrow. we got a lot of news to catch up on here at the Sea Report. We didn't even touch the audits today. Can you imagine that? An episode without the audits? Well, here we are, and there we go. Have a great nice, great night, everybody. I love you all. Be safe, and don't forget, we love you, America, and we're coming for your enemies. And we'll see you tomorrow.